Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 13th of February 2020. This is The Gap, episode number 503. I'm Luke Laurie. Joe Gurry is here this week again. Uh, how you feeling this time around? Bit better? Better. Yeah. Better. So what was going on? Yeah, I think it was a combination of a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I think Uncut Gems gave me uh, fucking acid reflux. You know, <laughs> stress-related acid reflux? Right. I'm dead serious. I'm 100% dead serious. I have literally zero stress in my life. And yet, the day after I watched that fucking movie, I suddenly had stress-related acid reflux. And it was also, I had, I had the flu. Um, so I had both those things at the same time and I uh, went to the doctor. I'm like, oh yeah, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. She's like, uh... <laughs> You've been watching movies, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, legit, like, uh... Like, some, like, yeah, those are symptoms, but not of, like, one thing. Just, we well, had to get some blood tests, I guess. Um, I, uh, I, you know, I did some doctor Googling and stuff. I'm like, I don't know, uh, I put them all into Dr. Google, and I uh, said I might have diabetes, <laughs> and uh, she's like, well, okay, uh, we can test for that right now, hmm. it'll take three seconds, and it took three seconds, she's like, you don't have diabetes, don't Google your sy- uh, symptoms, uh, and then, yeah, like, a week later, the flu obviously just, you know, sort of went away. It wasn't the coronavirus, although I had been drinking Coronas, like, just beforehand. Mm. Uh, not related. Uh, and uh, I'm sure that joke has been made a billion times. But seriously, that like, literally, I was drinking Coronas, and then I got a flu. There's, you know, there's some precedence yep. there. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah. Uh, I go back to the... I, I get a, she get, makes me get a bunch of blood tests, right? She's like... I don't know, like, I, I honestly don't know. Oh, I forgot the best part of this. Uh, the best part is her name is Dr. Doctor. N- no, there is a Dr. Box. <laughs> Five Doc has the best fucking doctor names in the fucking world. It is fucking crazy. We got a Dr. Boctor. Seriously. And then this woman's name is Dr. Madeline Max. Dr. Mad Max. That's fucking insane. Like, how? Like, did she, what, did she marry a dude named Max just to make that name happen? Or was she, or like, is, is that her maiden name? And she kept it as Max hmm. to keep Mad Max as a thing. Because, uh, like, either way, it's fucking amazing. I mean, Max is a fantastic last name. But Madeline, Ma- Mad Max? Fucking crazy. Anyway, obviously, uh, yeah, that's, that's how I picked my doctor. Uh, first I went to Dr. Bokta <laughs> and then I went to Mad Max you only go to doctors uh, that have uh, ridiculous names <laughs> fucking insane names yeah that's how like, maybe it's not the best way to pick doctors I don't know uh, but yeah anyway so uh, went back to the doctor earlier this week because uh, I still felt like pretty bad like like really fucking bleh. like I was going to spew all the time hmm but not actually spewing or anything. That's, but that's acid reflux, right? It's just like there's too much acid in your in your body and it just sort of tries to get out. This is a super fucking fun conversation for people listening who are queasy about vomiting. But anyway, uh, and uh, yeah, like she gave me some fucking super antacid tablets. She's like, well, go on. So like clearly none of the, like the other symptoms were just the flu. This is just acid reflux. 
Um, try to cut down on like spicy foods and high acidic foods, uh, which means no more chilies for a little while for me. Uh, and then, yeah, and uh, you know, try to not let stress get to you. I'm like, stress hasn't been getting to me. Everything's fucking Gucci, baby. I'm fucking good, right? Like it's there's there's no there's no nothing wrong with it. The only thing I can think of is I watched this fucking movie <laughs> where Adam Sandler spends fucking two and a half hours tying my fucking stomach in knots, making worse and worse decisions. And uh Yeah. That was it. That's one hundred percent it. Mm. She wouldn't come out and say that uncut gems gave me fucking acid reflux. But I am thinking of suing Adam Sandler, Netflix, uh, the fucking what's his name, Kevin Garnett, <laughs> and uh, the diamond industry, the in New York, uh, because yeah, they really put me out of contention for an entire week. It's going to have to be like punitive dam- damages, mm. like you know, uh, mental, you know, for mental anguish, because I didn't really lose out on any work. <laughs> anyway, ah, uh, good times. Um, Speaking of uh, people making worse and worse decisions constantly, uh, have you watched Lock and Key on Netflix? No, no, not yet. I read, because I, I read that Nate kept saying it's really good, but I read it's not good, so I don't know. It's pretty good yeah. until they get to like the climax, and then it's like everyone gets hit by a stupid ray. Everyone gets, Hmm. like, they just start making the dumbest fucking decisions possible for the purposes of pushing the plot in a certain direction. And you're like, why? Why? Like, it's it's literally the, don't go in there! He's behind the door! Don't split up! Why are you going up the stairs? This, no, don't go fucking, is this your first (laughs) horror and, uh, yeah, you just, like, fucking... I was literally yelling at the fucking TV, which didn't help my uh, acid reflux, but still better than uh, Uncut Gems. So, uh, yeah. That one, like, Uncut Gems is stressful in, you know, a very uh, weirdly cathartic way. Um, Lock and Key is very stressful in a... How? How did not nobody watch this? How did nobody on set... Go, like I was watching those clips of uh, someone uh, linked those clips of fucking Adam Sa- uh, no Ben Affleck hmm. talking about Armageddon. Have you ever seen his director's the commentary? commentary yeah, yeah. Where he's yeah. like questioning <laughs> Michael Bay yeah. about all this stuff, and Michael Bay's telling him like, "Shut up, <laughs> shut the fuck, shut the fuck up, Ben." Um, yeah, I was like, but seriously, was there no one like Ben Affleck on set at Lock and Key going like? Why? Why wouldn't they? Just like it, this, this, this doesn't even require any extra effort. Like it's literally just a question mm. that one of them actually asks. I can't say what it is without a big spoiler. But like, yeah, one of them actually asks this question, and like, no, like they just, they just. Well, don't worry about it. It's like fucking. I don't know, like, uh, JGL in Looper. Uh, like, how does time travel work? Don't worry about it. Like, just don't, don't get, I don't, we don't have time. Yeah. Like, let's just fucking skip it. And plus, okay? if we explain what, to you, someone will <laughs> try and prove yeah, us right. Take it apart. 
Except in lock and key, right, they're just like, this is pretty fucking mission critical stuff. Mm. It'd be like, uh-huh. Did you use poisoned peanut butter on the sandwich? And they're like, don't worry. They're like, just don't, we don't have time to fucking investigate whether or not that probably, definitely poisoned peanut butter was used on this sandwich or if we used the good, like, I know the jars are sitting right next to each other and they could have been switched at any time and we're not sure. They're on a, like, a fucking lazy Susan and we spun it. We're not sure which is the point, but we're, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it, okay? Just fucking move on. And, uh, that, that actually, like, that rough scenario that obviously I've changed details to protect spoilers, but, uh, yeah, that happens a couple of times. Right. At the, uh, at the climax of this TV series. And I was very upset by the end of it. Hmm. Uh, I'm not, I will not watch the next one. I, I won't watch the next season. I, uh, no, they can get fucked. I'm too upset. Too upset about it. Too annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there was that. Fair enough. There was that. Um, and the other thing I've been watching that annoys the fuck out of me is Star Trek Picard. Have you been watching this? No, I haven't started yet. Um, it's on CBS Access over here. And because it's right. a, um, a, a weekly show, I think I'll oh, wait, gonna wait yeah. <laughs> until it all comes out. And then I'll use the free trial. Um, cause I, yeah, I think back home you can watch it on Amazon Prime or something like that, but not, yeah. not here. It's not Amazon Prime. So anyway, um, I'm waiting. It's a good plan. Uh, but yeah, the first like two episodes of that, I was sitting there like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't know if I, like, they just, they go into fucking these like 10 minute long like rants about like fucking stuff I can't understand. I'm just like, trade routes. I don't know. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Anyway, so Star Trek Picard, they're just going to these fucking, like fucking nonstop, like, it's like they just the Thor the stuff a bunch of fucking science shit and it's just like non-stop fucking science words and I'm like I don't really go in for the whole anti-intellectual oh you know you dumb science bitch uh, uh nobody understands what you're talking about you dumb science bitch or whatever but yeah it is sort of like what mm. what what are they saying and then you go back and watch it again and like it sort of makes sense but because of the way it's sort of laid out for you as sort of exposition, uh, the start of the explanation of whatever fucking science shit they're talking about doesn't make sense without the end of it. And so, the, the, but the start is then just sort of fucking science words until you get to the end. Mm. And you're like... <clears throat> did, did you watch any of the original. originals? TNG? No, I never watched it. Any? Uh, um, yeah. Deep Space Nine, Voyager... No, no, none of it. Okay, I didn't like Star Trek. Okay, yeah, I've watched I've watched the movies, the J.J. Abrams movies, and I watched Star Trek Discovery or whatever the fuck it was. I didn't like that. I stopped watching that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe I would like Picard more if I had more attachment to the characters, uh, but um, at the moment, uh, as far as I can tell. Um, it seems to be Patrick Stewart acting circles around everyone else. And, uh, yeah. Which is, isn't great, I guess. Uh, but yeah, anyway. That's my uh, review of a show, a sequel to, sh to a show that I never watched. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good times. Good times. 
And then uh, the other thing I've been watching is Mythic Quest, mm. which I think I was shitting. I don't know if I was shitting on it on the podcast last week or just after the podcast, uh, <clears throat> but um, mm. I truly 100% believed it was going to be awful. And I will very happily eat crow. I thought it was pretty good by the end. Um, I don't think it was like so. Mythic Quest is a uh, is a game uh, a TV show about a game studio uh, create like created written by the well most of the team behind um, It's Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. So Rob McKelney, Charlie Day, and Megan Gans uh, all write episodes and uh they're all like involved with the creation of the tv show and uh yeah uh rob mckelney plays uh so rob mckelney is mac from it's always sunny he plays this uh creative director iron grim yeah uh creative director on this mmo rpg called mythic quest which is the uh you know the biggest game in the world type thing and uh and it's sort of it's a little bit like the office set in a game dev studio uh but it's got some very clear departures as well uh and yeah it sort of explores relationships in a game dev studio uh iron grim max character is uh this obvious narcissistic egomaniac uh and yeah, people around him sort of just have to pick up the fucking pieces and uh, and do what they can with what he sort of like lays out for them. So uh, you've got uh, the dude who plays cricket. Uh, fuck, I can't remember. David Hornsby, uh, who plays cricket in Always Sunny. Uh, Rickety Cricket, uh, if you're familiar with the show. Uh, he plays an executive producer whose job it is is to sort of wrangle all the creatives into doing the, uh, you know, whatever the fucking head office wants, uh, the people in Montreal want. Um, then you've got, uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name. It's fucking awful. Um, there we go. I'll just, uh, we got Danny Pudi, uh, Arbed from Community. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's a, like this blood sucking, fucking monetization expert uh and so he he implants all the stuff that uh yeah basically sucks as much money as, as possible out of out of people um he sort of plays it like this real psychopath he's i thought it was going to be he was in something else and he was he, i don't think he was awful but he, they played it like they wanted a a toned down um arbed like a shitty Arbed, and it really fucking sucked. But that's not this powerless. Yeah, he was in powerless, and he was just this, you know, prototypical nerd. Uh, but in this, no, he's he's got some room to do some other stuff. Uh, you've got uh, what's her name? Charlotte Nickdal. Uh, plays the. I think she's the lead. Uh, programmer. So, uh, Poppy, uh, she's Australian, and they go all in on the Australian accents. She just does her Australian accents, and it's very weird to hear in a TV show 
but uh, they've got swearing and stuff, mm. and uh, that sort of works uh, in an Australian accent. I like hearing swearing in an Australian accent. It's the only reason why I listen to this. Um, and then F. Murray Abram uh, is C.W. Longbottom, this, uh, like, this na- like fucking narrative designer who won a, a Nebula Award, like a big sci-fi award, for his, like, smutty fucking old-school fantasy tripe and now he just sort of like is an old dude in a young person's world that's basically it and yeah it's just uh like i don't know they just explore some like it's it's just funny a lot of the time uh it's not fantastic uh a lot of it is might be funny because it's vaguely familiar um but yeah I don't know, it just fucking works. It's way better than I expected it to be. And, uh, yeah, it's got some genuinely fucking good bits in it that uh, actually work really well and remind me of, like, why Always Sunny has all of my fucking love and will get me to continue watching even after the last two seasons where about half the episodes were pretty bad. Yeah. Right. Uh, Are they, like big episodes or they sort of 30 minutes minute type stuff yeah 30 minutes I think yeah yeah um yeah so pretty easy sort of to uh digest I guess um yeah yeah that's cool uh the only the biggest problem it has is that it's on Apple TV uh I'd use a so my wife used a fucking her seven day trial to watch uh what's it called the morning show mm. uh, which she reckons is pretty fucking awesome but uh, I didn't watch it and then um, so I used my 7 day free trial to watch this uh, and I mean apart from using a 7 day free trial I do not see why you would have Apple TV <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> there's, there's not really much else on the fucking platform isn't there that sort of the, the M. Night TV series and it's awful. I fucking hated right. it. We watched like three episodes, and I wanted to fucking end myself. I wanted to put a fucking knife through my own fucking eye. It was the fucking worst. It was so fucking slow. It was shot weirdly. It like had these lingering shots for no fucking reason, and it was clearly building up to a classic M Night dumb as fuck twist that exists for the sake of being a twist. What like the whole time exploring relationships of people that you fundamentally dislike which is like with the exception of glass and split pretty fucking classic m night uh post unbreakable yeah or signs depending on how you feel about signs yeah right um fuck servant yeah i was watching an interview with uh with rob the creative director or the yeah you know, the, the creative director on the show but like the one of the yeah, creators Mac. behind the show as well um yeah. and talking about like the the concept and like where this sort of tv show came from <laughs> mm-hmm. um and, and i don't know if you remember this but Back in at E3 when they first announced it, um, so I guess Ubisoft has some sort of involvement in this as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah. Ubisoft created the uh, they've got like in-game sequences and stuff. Yeah, 
and uh, Ubisoft created all of that for them and like it was all made in partnership with Ubisoft um, the head office is the people in Montreal yeah uh, like yeah like it's, it's definitely Ubisoft tied in although it's not like they they reuse animations there's like a at one point there's a very clear like Assassin's Creed fucking uh, eagle dive and like yeah they like it's very clearly ubisoft although there's like also other games in it like not not ubisoft games yeah um which they use pretty fucking well but yeah anyway uh yeah go on oh yeah no i was gonna say so like ubisoft had a um i guess they were originally went maybe they went to the sunny it's always sunny guys and pitched it to them and said like come down to our office um and this is kind of explained in the interview that i watched um Mm. and so they went down there because he's basically like oh well i'll get you know some free meals and a plane trip out of it whatever uh and he yep. got there and he was in the montreal office and uh he saw a a guy with a cane and he went over and spoke to him and he, and so this is the creative director behind for honor um you might recognize him from yep. a bunch of um appearances and uh so rob's gone over and talked to him like like, hey, man, what do you, like, what do you do here? And <laughs> I think his name's Jason. Is like sort of looking out, starts like looking out to the window, and there's like a long pause. And he's like, "Brother, I build worlds." <laughs> and then, Rob, <laughs> like, I like after Eric's like trying to explain to him what a creative director is, and Rob's like, "Yeah, okay, just give me one moment," and walks away. He calls him up. He's like, "All right, we're doing this." <laughs> They basically thought that, like, nah, like, I'm not, this is stupid, but within, like, 10 minutes of being there, they were like, this is amazing. Yep. I'm yep. <laughs> So. I, uh, <clears throat> like, that, that trailer that released at E3 was fucking awful, in my opinion. Like, it does not represent the TV show yeah. even a little bit. It looks like such a generic piece of, like, fucking anti-intellectual trash, like, fucking Big Bang Theory right. type shit. Yeah but it is 100% not that. Like, that's not to say that it's fucking... Yeah, it's, it's definitely not as good as Always Sunny yet. But, like, if you look back at Always Sunny Season 1, Always Sunny Season 1 isn't as... They need to find their Danny DeVito. That's what they need. They need the Danny DeVito to come Danny in. Danny DeVito? And <laughs> he just shows up. Just get Danny DeVito. <laughs> Holy fuck. Like, get... That would be the best fucking... Like, suddenly Danny DeVito is... They're making a fucking expansion pack a Danny DeVito expansion pack or some shit mm. and just have him be in like a larger than life version of Danny DeVito that'd be fucking amazing that, that's the best idea ever I want, I want that so much but uh, anyway yeah definitely worth watch cool. uh, definitely worth uh, a 7 day free trial on Apple Plus <laughs> is it all out or is it they doing the yeah. oh that's oh, cool cool no yeah. uh, they did the week by week thing with um the morning show and then they just went all out with this one right um it's better I think this way uh for someone using the seven day free trial anyway. yeah um, absolutely yeah there's it's eight bucks a month it's absolutely not worth fucking paying for at this point but uh yeah I mean we, we're in that point now where we've gone backwards right from uh, the, the reason these subscription services came along was to get away from the the buying the whole package, like the the cable yep. TV type deal, where you're spending 
you know, 150 bucks a month to get all this stuff. And what if you can spend $5 to get everything? And all of a sudden, like, the Netflix came along and we're like, oh, we're doing something like that. But then everybody is starting to do it. Now, like, nobody can have their own content again. So all of a sudden, we're now paying 150 bucks again a month to to get all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gone in a weird spot. And then you look at, like, which is something we haven't talked about, I didn't put down, but the GeForce Now stuff of... Um, oh, yeah. They launched last week, and, and that was like a subscription-based service where you can uh, tie into your game's library and then stream that stuff using, like, cloud-based computing. Uh, and so you're getting, like, you know, powerful servers running this type of, of, uh, of video games. And... Activision Blizzard has pulled a bunch of their titles off it a week later. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Didn't someone else pull all their titles off? Oh, no, it was Blizzard as well. Yeah, right. it's probably Blizzard. Yeah, Activision. Anyway. Blizzard. Yeah, we get to that Blizzard point Blizzard. where, it, like, you're signing up for all these subscription services and it's starting yeah. to get, like, you know, Picard and things like that where there's really only one show... Uh, the Disney Plus stuff is really not a lot happening. It sounds like they've got a bunch of stuff coming out in the next six months, but nothing really new, sort of now-ish. Um, I feel like maybe that might have launched a bit too early. They were a bit too keen to get that, get that out there. Yeah. But still, anyway. Uh, should we talk about some video games then? Yes. In relation to what we've been playing. Um, Let's do it. What should we kick off with? Uh, let's go with mobile first, because why not? Archero. Archero? Archero. 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 It's one of those three. Archero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Archero. So I downloaded this last week while you were talking about it. And yep. um, I've kind of played a little bit, sort of, in the morning when I get up. I'll run through, like, one uh, dungeon, I guess. Um, yep. So if nobody was here last week, it's basically a game where you control a character who fires weapons and uh, each level is sort of like this uh, li- like little puzzle where you've got to beat all the enemies and uh, survive their each wave of attack. Uh, and when you finish that level, you go on to the next one. And uh, as you do that, you're earning experience and gold and uh, leveling up your character until eventually you can clear that dungeon and it's like this roguelite aspect where um if you die you sort of take all your belongings out with you and you can you know spend gold to level up your items and get new abilities and things like that um but it's a it's like a free-to-play mobile game with some you know opening buying chests and getting uh, higher tier items and that sort of stuff um monetization systems and uh, so, yeah, I've been playing like that sort of once every day. I think I'm up to the third dungeon now where it's it's moved from a um, progressing through to each sort of um, uh, level uh, as, a, as opposed to it being like, here's a bunch of enemies you need to clear. This one is now like a wave-based um, level each time. You kind of kill a bunch of waves and then it moves you up to the next one. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at at this stage of the point in time. I'm enjoying it yep. for the most part. It's uh, it's pretty good. Um, I think the only negative stuff I'll add to it is stuff that you were, I think, alluding to last week with the the performance of the game. Um, 
it slows down a bit on my phone in certain areas oh, really? where you're yeah, really. coming up against like a lot of stuff on the screen um <clears throat> especially towards the end of the the more like detailed levels where there's a lot of enemies on the screen you're you've leveled up like a bunch of your weapons and you've got all these abilities and they're kind of all these different types of effects are now attached to them and um that can be quite i don't know um what's the word frustrating when you're trying to avoid enemy fire and the game yeah. is not running to its full like well at all and what so what phone do you have sorry it's an s10 what phone wow it's okay. a new phone <laughs> yeah yeah it's struggling that's weird i because i was saying i didn't have Oh, I thought you were saying like, you were having slowdowns last week or something. No, I was saying that in the tra- like in the trailer, yeah. in the fucking ad they play for the game, there's always a bunch of slowdowns. Oh. But it doesn't happen for me in the game because the ad is not like the game. Right. It's very weird. Um, yeah. I've got a slightly older phone than you, too. Yeah. Oh, that's weird, man. Maybe they just have an optimized property or something. I don't know. Or maybe the S10 is like at some fucking ridiculous fucking. Maybe my phone's only at fucking I don't know 1080p or some shit, mm. and yours is at 4K or some shit. And maybe they haven't made it so that it can scale it down or something. Resolute, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, uh, that's weird, man. That's so weird. Um, so that's my biggest criticism so far. I, like, I don't know how egregious the uh, the microtransaction stuff will get later on. Yeah, like if, if you. It's pretty bad. Where I'm up to. It's bad. So you're. You're at World Three, right? I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure. that's where the the wave based stuff six, sort of starts. Yeah. yeah, and I'm at World Six, which is another wave based one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I can't really get through World Six without grinding. Sure, like I could, or or paying money. Uh, and I'm currently just grinding, and it's a, it's a bit annoying because, yeah, it just feels like I'm like the first boss on wave on. on six it takes me fucking as long as it does to clear the first two wave-based levels and it's just fucking annoying like it's it's so much health mm. and if i don't get the absolute best fucking power-ups i just have i'm either gonna sit there for the next on, on the toilet for the next fucking 15 minutes trying to beat this fucking boss yeah. or uh I'm gonna inevitably die to it, regardless. Like, yeah, it's a very annoying. It's one of those fucking thing, like spitter plant things that pop up out of the ground. Uh, and as bosses go, it's a pain in the dick because you can't put fucking damage on it the entire time. Mm. Um, and it also it doesn't have a fucking uh, much of a warning as to where it's gonna fucking pop up right. when it so it goes down into the ground and you can't shoot it anymore. Uh, which significantly delays your fucking DPS, like terror, like ruins your DPS. But then when it pops up, you don't know where it's going to be, and it often pops up on me and does a fucking quarter of my health uh, when it pops on on me. So you've got to be fucking moving around constantly when it's not there, so that you have a chance to fucking get out of the way. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's just fucking annoying. And then you've got to do as much damage as possible. But if you're moving at all you're not doing any damage so you've got to somehow fucking time your pause right to make sure you get it when it fucking pops up start spitting and hmm. it's just a really fucking annoying boss i mean i i can i've i'm i've got 
a good enough strategy now. Like, if you stand in the middle of the fucking map area, um, you can dodge all its fucking projectiles pretty easily. You just have to dodge it popping up. But it just takes so fucking long to hurt that it's just tedious. Uh, and literally the only way to rectify that is to... Um, like increase the DPS that I do. Like there's, it's, it's not really a case of not having enough health. It's literally just I don't do enough damage mm. to knock it down in, in, in any kind of I don't know, speedy fashion. And so often, I don't know what it is. I, I think I said it last week, but like every time you finish a level, it adds more possible power ups to the pool. Um, yeah. So every time you finish now, a dungeon, I feel like yeah. Um, yeah, so often now I feel like I'm, I'm just getting like the potential power ups in my pool. I just for shit, stuff I just fucking want, yeah. absolute stuff I don't want, and it's so diluted. And I've got a choice between three fucking power ups, all of them fucking awful. And I'm like, well, like I, I went ahead after last week. I went and crunched the fucking numbers because I got Spirit Attack up, which is your little fucking pew pew things they don't even do 10% of my regular damage this is your pet uh yeah yeah your pet um so getting spirit attack up increases them by about 10% Mm -hmm. which means there it's not even a 1% DPS increase like it is fucking terrible uh and yeah it just feels like such a dick punch whenever your only options are spirit bullshit um so yeah i don't know just sort of fucking that's pretty annoying the idea that my only option is to fucking grind or pay has really pissed in my cornflakes but yeah um that's about it i don't know you'll get there eventually as well until then it's pretty cool yeah yeah it's it's a you know good sort of 15 minutes fun little game um yeah until i sort of hit a wall we'll see what happens but i'll keep keep checking it out every morning yeah uh and like you said last week the the energy system is really weird like i i'm at like 90 energy it's like i've gone over my max cap because i keep getting more energy Uh, i'm not gonna sit there and play it for two hours i kind of feel like that's what they want you to do and uh i'm I'm not into that so whatever yeah but i I guess it's good that they're not at the moment at least trying to really halt your progress stop getting more energy like 100 you stop getting more energy and it'll just be oh they're trying to like i like i said last week i think like yeah your base energy is 20 or something and the odds of you using all 20 in one sit down are fucking pretty low i think even the time it would take to use all 20 mm. uh, like assuming like a couple of times the one time i ran out of fucking energy uh quickly was when i had a punt at just fucking i would i jumped into a fucking un, into this level i uh, got three things as my initial fucking like three spirit attack bullshit things as my initial fucking power ups i'm like well fuck this shit i'm just fucking i'm just gonna die uh, and reset and I did that three times and then I was out of fucking <laughs> energy and I'm like oh yeah so right. then you sent them 10 bucks to refresh it I oh, sure did not 
noughts. Hmm. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Right. Yep. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's been the mobile game I've been checking out. Um, what else do we have here that we talk about? Uh, Apex Legends. Let's go with that. That's next on the list. Um, sure. We jumped in and played a, a bit more of this. So last week we talked about how Revenant was the new character that was put in there. Um, we're having a lot yep. of fun with that. But um, yeah, since then we've been playing, I guess, the three of us, like me, you, and, and Kleb, have been jumping in every Drink. once in a while. And uh, yeah, it's been good. I've had some some good wins, <laughs> some not so good some wins, good but wins. for the yeah. most part, it's been it's been interesting. Um, that one game that we had where we we won and we started off in the the worst spot possible. Club uh, Club was our, our jump master, right? Yeah, and <laughs> it took us to fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like literally nowhere. Not even next to some fucking some loot crates. Just fucking. It was like just like, oh yeah, this spot in the grass. Maybe we could play some fucking soccer. Fucking classic. Yeah. <laughs> We're like running around. We must have spent like fucking, I don't know, 40% of that fucking match with nothing. Hmm. Like absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you, you were... Well, we were looting up and then um, it was sort of just north of the party boat. I don't even know what it's called. Um, Mirage's boat that... It's yeah. got like fireworks going off and there's like disco lights and dancing and music and that sort of stuff. And we ended up going over to uh, sort of like the center of the map. Um, oh, what is that area called? I've forgotten. It's just, it's. did we get a vault key? Or was it, anyway, near, near the vault key and we're, we're fighting a team there. And all of a sudden, like, a second team come in and we were like, we need to go because we're going to get sandwiched here between two teams. Yeah. We'll be fucked. Um, in this fucking tunnel. And so Club was already down there in the tunnel. Uh, you were next to me. And then this second team that was coming in uh, who who weren't engaging, the other two teams were already fighting. So this, yeah. uh, so this third team rocks up who is above us. And we're like, let's just fucking go. Um, so we jumped out. I threw like my dome shield down because I was playing as Gibraltar to stop them from yep. hitting us. They because they started fighting, uh, and then we just basically got down the tunnel and left. Like, <laughs> see you later. We're gone. And um, so we get out of that tunnel after looting a couple of crates that were probably already open. And once we leave there, there's yet another team fighting. Um, someone else like just as we get out of that part so we start engaging them um, both those teams and I think we must have spent the next like 10 minutes fighting in that spot it felt like yeah like non-stop uh, somehow like very lucky hmm. I think we were only th- we were only third partied like twice like it was it seemed like there must have been 10 fucking teams rolling up on this one spot. Mm. But we were in that initial fight and then someone third-partied uh, like the team we were fighting, but we didn't get third-partied. And then someone else third-partied that team and we were still like obviously fucking balls deep in this fight. Uh but somehow we weren't the team getting sandwiched. And then suddenly we did get sandwiched. 
we managed to fight them off before the other team like came in or like we didn't get third party we got like fourth party or fifth party or some some shit at this point like there were so many fucking teams like converging on this one fucking spot and we just fucking held out yeah. like literally fucking sliding in on death boxes to grab new armor like there's no time to fucking shield sell up you literally just get fucking armor off the, the next dead body like that kind of shit like it's awesome like that's fucking cool about apex is that they fucking realized how much that incentivizes you to fight into people is like that idea of being able to replenish all of your armor just by picking up something off a dead picking body. Picking up a dead body, yeah. Really fucking smart. Uh, and yeah, like taking full advantage of that, scrambling, like standing there in the middle of getting shot and like standing back and forth, strafing back and forth, like literally just to get a, an extra clip of fucking ammo because the person you killed was down to their last clip as well and like everyone like we're just fucking bingo on ammo all over the fucking place i picked up a fucking kraber at one point because my my uh heavy uh whatever the fuck my um i had the flatline mm. the heavy ammo flatline uh but i had like 15 bullets left in that and so I had that and a fucking R99. And so I'm like, well, I'm just going to pick up this fucking Kraber and, and use that for a bit. Using that because at least it's got fucking ammo and maybe we can get someone else who's got ammo. I'll just switch guns when I get there. And yeah, I, I switched guns, switched armor. I must have done that shit like fucking, I don't know, a dozen times in that fight. It was fucking insane. It was like nonstop. That was pretty fucking, that was very much react and win. <laughs> That was the definition of react and win. But it was the fucking... It was the mindset we were in for. You know, it was the mindset we were accustomed to. Um, as opposed to... Yeah. Not being ready for a, a react and win game and then being forced to play it anyway. Yeah, that was a cool game. That was a very cool game. And we got the win as well. Yeah. Uh, with 3,500 points of damage, I think it was. Uh, like fucking tons. I think I did two two k <laughs> somewhere around. There. Yeah, you did two k. Uh, Cleb did one point five. I did one k flat. Um, we had fucking. I don't think we had that many kills, did we? I don't think we had a lot. I think it was like seven maybe or like something. Maybe like a team each. Yeah, I thought eight. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so, yeah, right. like not that many fucking kills. So much fucking because there was really. a lot of a lot of the fights was sort of like multiple teams but only like one or two people left in those teams and it's just us yeah. cleaning up yeah like yeah but it wasn't the but that, that's the crazy thing is that we were like we weren't third party like we were getting third party by teams that were just streaming into fucking straight up death hmm. straight up mistakes uh but yeah no that was that was a good game that was fun um the other one uh, I had a couple of wins with randos. Uh, it's playing with randos is the most it is the fucking most infuriating and most rewarding fucking experience in video gaming. It is fucking insane how often how often I will be forced to hot drop because I'm not the fucking jump master, <laughs> and I'm not like I'm not gonna fucking jump somewhere else. I'll just go wherever the fucking wherever the team is. Um, but uh, yeah, we we do a hot drop like l the hottest possible drop. We'll, we'll go straight down from the fucking thing uh, onto one of the cities, and uh, 
that my two dipshit fucking teammates will fucking die and I will still be up and I will wipe the team that killed them and then I'll run over to go get their fucking things back up and they'll have disconnected. And it's like, what are you, like, what's the fucking point? What is the point? What fucking game are you playing, cunts? Right, like, what the fuck is the point of jumping in, hot dropping, being so fucking shit that you can't even fucking win, right? And then not waiting around while the one guy on your fucking team who just killed three motherfuckers <laughs> in his fucking white fucking armor with a fucking... What's that fucking energy weapon that takes 16 seconds to fucking charge up before you fire it? Like, fucking running around with that thing, like, fucking punting into cunts, just doing his fucking best, somehow wipes all of them, and then runs over, and his only option is to loot your dumb fucking body and play the rest of this fucking game out on his own, because you couldn't fucking wait an extra 15 seconds to see if you could fucking do it. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, I, honest to God, don't understand what game they're playing. Because... Why would you wait three minutes just to hot drop and die? Hmm. Right? Like, wouldn't you at least wait and see? And then in the games where they do wait around, right? Where they do wait to see if I can actually get the win uh, on this hot drop. Because you almost accept when I'm jump master. If I'm not jump master, we're hot dropping. If I am jump master, we're dro dropping somewhere fucking sensitive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When... Uh, when we hot drop with fucking randos and they wait around and I get them back in, I, I reckon we win about fucking sixty percent of those games. Like, it's it's a it's a like product of hot dropping and winning, right? Like there is there is something about hot dropping and winning that provides you with, I guess, the gear and the opportunity you need uh, to generally have enough to win the rest of the game you'll like if you hot drop and win on fucking 16 other motherfuckers right all the gear you need is in those fucking 12 boxes right so you're pretty good to very quickly get all the gear out of one entire city out of these boxes so i think it provides you with a lot of opportunity to win uh but um you need to have actually stayed around to see if you can get the like to win mm. and if you can't even fucking do that then yeah what the fuck is the point because yeah i genuinely two thirds of the time i reckon if i can get my teammates back in uh and i will always wait around until i fucking until my dipshit teammates die um if i die first if i get like if we hot drop and they land us too far away from fucking like land us in 100 meters from a fucking building or something which happens way more often than you'd think Club. Um, clever. Um, I'll, I'll still wait wait it out. Like when I inevitably die because I run through a door and there's already someone in purple armor yeah. with a fucking mastiff or some shit waiting on the other <laughs> side. Um, like yeah, I, I I will play it out. I'll wait wait and see. They rarely do it. One time they did it. Uh, the, the guy did it. He was fucking. He was real good. He finished that game on like 2200 point uh 2200 points of damage i think it was like eight kills i had six kills our third dude had zero kills but still like 800 points of damage mm. like that was a fucking rough game and he like got our fucking beacons and got us back in the game and but most of the time yeah when you're watching 
like your teammates you're just like well this ain't happening this is like we're dead like this is over I guess we'll just fucking re-up um, me and Club were playing with a rando yesterday and uh, this guy kept pingings to go somewhere else I, I got killed uh, trying to save the third guy um, from a firefight he shouldn't have taken uh, he, but he somehow lived. They finished me off. Um, <laughs> and Club came in uh, and got downed, but like took down two of them, got downed, and we're watching the the fucking third guy, and he's whiffing all his shots. But the last person on the other team must have been on like fucking a bee's dick because uh, he finally hits the one hit, like one shot, and that's enough to kill the other guy. Ran into his ball. The other team. Yeah, probably. Probably that. Uh, and then, so he gets Kleb up. Sorry, he loots a bit first. And then he gets Kleb up. Uh, and then, like, Kleb gets my fucking beacon and runs off to, to get me back in. And this guy just continues looting over the other side of the fucking city. Even though Kleb's, like, pinging. I'm hitting spacebar to fucking tell him to go for the beacon and all this kind of shit. Anyway. So Kleb gets jumped trying to get me back up. And uh, this guy's still, like, 200 meters away. And... We waited to see how he'd go, and it was some of the worst shooting I've ever seen in my life. Like, I, I don't even know. Like, he might have been playing with controller. I don't know. He might have been playing with fucking, I don't know, like a mouse that it, like one of those fucking balls in the. A trackball mouse. I don't know. A trackball, yeah, like fucking. Well, maybe he was like, maybe even like keyboard. Oh, like page up turn. and page down to he look up and down. Ca- he was, yeah, exactly. Like that might have been what he was doing because it was fucking abysmal, <laughs> and it was very rough to watch. But uh, yeah, anyway. Right after after that, uh, yeah, it was it was a bit demoralizing to see that happen. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's absolutely rat and 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 win hmm. gameplay, but it works like that. They have correctly incentivized. They've correctly created a game that incentivizes that style of gameplay uh, by like rewarding properly you, yeah. implementing a whole bunch of yeah different um, reward systems and like really little things that you wouldn't normally think about that wind up being really fucking good uh, that wind up working really well mm. and yeah. It's uh, it's definitely my game of the moment. Right, uh, the, the uh, game I'm I'm jumping in at. Are you playing much ranked at all? Because in ranked you can't leave matches. Oh no! Yeah, maybe I should play that. Uh, if, if you leave a match while it's in progress, um, uh, sorry, uh, if you leave a match while it's in progress, you you can't play for I think it's five or six minutes somewhere around there. Like it blocks you from playing, similar to um. Like Dota, Dota does something similar. Where if you like yeah, also, abandon a match or your teammates, then it uh, yeah gives you a bit of grief. Um, so if if you end up being knocked out and then uh, disconnecting while you're downed, or if you um, if you're killed and you've not waited around for your teammates to recover your banner and disconnect, same thing. But the moment your banner times out, your beacon times out, then you can leave the game. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So, Makes sense just a bit better. So, it's sort of sort of forces people to stick around and wait, at least. Yeah, yeah. I guess the downside to that is if you're 
with a team who's not doing anything with your banner and they just don't seem interested. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Although if it's ranked, it feels like they'd probably be incentivized to actually yeah, probably. get you back in. Yeah. Unless, like, I mean, th- there are times when, when it's just not a good idea to go for the fucking respawn mm. point, but, like, most of the time. Um, I, I was playing with Frisco, and uh, we we landed on the on the Mirage party boat. And we won it, and then we got third-partied, and I got killed in third-party battle. Um, and Frisco managed to win the ensuing fight. Right. And, uh, yeah, wiped them out. And But you could hear the zipline. <laughs> The zipline indicating that we were getting fucking fourth party or maybe fifth party. I can't remember how many fucking people. There was a fuck ton of people coming in on the ship, and uh, sadly, Frisco, because Frisco, this was I think the first time he'd played like since uh, last time, like since he put Apex down mm. months and months ago, maybe a year ago or whatever. Um, so he was like, uh, "I'm not sure what I should do here. What should like how how should I deal with this?" But for whatever reason, Discord had fucked up and he couldn't hear me speaking. So I'm like, dude, there's a respawn right there. Get me back in. It doesn't matter. Like, it's, I'm, I'm going to die again, but that's not important, yeah. right? They will focus on me because I'll, I'm an easy kill. I will be an easy kill and they would just want to deny me from being able to get straight back into things. That will give you the opportunity you need to fucking do something to them, right? But you have to get me back to the respawn and I'm like fucking yapping. Mm. And then he's, uh, but the whole time, like, he, like, I'd, I'd pause and he'd be like, yeah, just, you know, any ideas? I'm not sure what I should do. I'm like, get me back in. Just get me back in. Just fucking respawn. The respawn is right above you. Right above you. And he's like, dude, I just need any advice at all. I'm like, are you fucking, are you fucking trolling me? Is that what's happening? Your, are you fucking playing with keep, me? Keep fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same thing uh, happened to me and you, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's not my head, like it wasn't my headphones. Not your Discord. Uh, it was Discord. Yeah. It's a Discord issue, um, and it wasn't my Discord because I killed Discord afterwards. Uh, after he finished, and he's like, "Yeah, seriously, dude, uh, I'm not really sure what I should have done there." Uh, and so I killed Discord after the after he got killed, and uh, he still couldn't hear me. And so I had to type to tell him to fucking kill his Discord. Right. And when he came back in, he's like. Right, so I couldn't hear you at any point during that firefight. I might, I, I guessed. Eventually, I guessed after I'd finished cursing your name uh, and all of your family's names. Um, I guessed that you couldn't hear me, hmm. but uh, until then, it was infuriating. Um, yeah, like the yeah, the ability to to respawn someone back in is like yeah, most of the time it doesn't take that long. Uh, if you think that they're close enough. If they're closer than fucking five seconds away, right. then yeah, maybe don't do the respawn. But if they're further than five seconds away uh, from getting you back, getting to you, then yeah, you should always fucking respawn them in. Because yeah, it is literally just a, a fucking great distraction. Um, in my opinion, hmm. like, and even if they do jump you, like the <clears throat> ability to jump out of the dropship and get to a further like you don't have to drop directly on the fucking respawn pick and so you can really just decide where you're going to drop and yeah 
don't know. There's there's a lot to it. But um, yeah, no, it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, my my biggest issue with the ranked is um, when they did the soft reset on the season. Um, what that means is they uh, they they grab your current ranking and then they it's not like a hard reset where they put you back to zero, but soft reset is like one 1. 1.5 times down where you were. Um, so it means if you're in like platinum, whatever, platinum two, you end up back in like gold four or something like that. Or if you're in, in my case, I was in gold, I think two, somewhere around there, pretty high up in gold. Um, yeah. I should have been put back into silver, but for whatever reason, I got hard reset and got moved back down to bronze, like zero, like like right. nothing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, I've got to work my way. Dude. And I, I didn't know if I should be like contacting support and saying, hey, can you fix up my, my, uh, my ranking? Because now I'm playing with people who are really bad at the game. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know. I, I'm kind of just working my way back up through it again. I probably should hit him up, but I just can't be can't be bothered. Um, but anyway, I like that they they released like a um, like stats on where people are sort of positioned, and surprisingly, like the majority of people are in silver at the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's still I think they're tweaking um, like the way ranking systems work, and they're going to do like a. Uh, a split sort of halfway through the season where it'll switch across to um oh, what's the other map king's canyon um at some stage oh, yeah. so okay. maybe halfway through the season somewhere towards the end of next month and uh, yeah that should be cool it'd be interesting to see if they have made some big changes to that map or if it'll just be the same as sort of when we left it but anyway i'm sort of enjoying this new yep. map as well like they fleshed it out a lot more it doesn't feel as mm, like open it was it was quite open yep. before and they that was something they they wanted to do to sort of put a bigger emphasis on snipers and that's something that still yep. you can you can do um but there are a lot of situations where if you are being attacked by a sniper you can get in cover and and that sort of stuff so uh, yeah i'm really liking um the map again so it's good I'm digging. I'm, yep. I'm having a lot of fun with it still. It's cool. Yeah. I haven't gone back to PUBG in, I don't know, a couple of weeks now, I think. Yeah, me yeah. neither. But in saying that, there's some new content that's dropped, which I think we'll talk about later. Later. Yeah. Yep. All right. What else we have here that we can talk yep. about? Um, a Plague Tale. I can talk about that. Actually, before we go a play tale, let's let's stick to Origin. Uh, I've been playing Battlefield. Um, Frisco has uh, has lit the beacons and uh, rallied everyone to play some Battlefield on Tuesdays at uh, eight our time uh, in Sydney time. And uh, yeah, we've been playing Battlefield. It's good fun. Like it's we we played the new map. Uh, this like. The jungle days map. Ago, we played the new map, uh, jungle map, Solomon Islands. Uh, it's a cool map. Uh, me and Frisco running around with fucking both had swords, mm. so swordy boying it up, fucking sword and cunts a lot. Uh, a lot. Uh, didn't work out so well because there was a lot of people with um, guns. But uh, yeah, apart from that, um, no, it's it's a it's a fucking rad map. Um, what annoys me, I guess, is that. Uh, 
on the Solomon's, uh, Solomon Islands only maps, uh, sorry, servers, they do this rotation of uh, conquest and then two breakthroughs and then conquest mm-hmm. again. And it just means you, you're guaranteed to play two fucking breakthroughs before you get to play some conquest. I honestly... 90% of the time I want to play fucking Conquest mm-hmm. uh, 95% of the time I want to play Conquest and 60% of the time you got to play fucking Breakthrough yeah. um, wasn't that bad on this one because uh, we <laughs> we fucking walloped walloped the other team I uh, got through uh, Conquest uh, sorry Breakthrough on attack here at record sp- speed uh, I would say thanks largely to a particularly clever fucking flanking play from me nachos and nate and uh frisco we took a boat all the way out to the side of of one point but close to their cap and just started ripping them up and it drew so much fucking so much fire on just three people that allowed the rest of our team the other 29 people to fucking like womp in and take the fucking point and then like from there we just fucking steamrolled them it was it was a really fucking dominant fucking play uh but on the flip side when we were on defense we held them at a for fucking until they had 60 tickets left and then inexplicably they got another 200 tickets for taking a they shouldn't have gotten 200 tickets they should have gotten fucking 60 more tickets and that's it anyway 200 we didn't let them get the next fucking point we held them there so uh uh it wasn't that big a deal but uh yeah like Still, that took forever because they got 200 extra tickets. Um, they should have, yeah, if they'd had 120 instead of 260 tickets, that map would have been over real quick and then we could have moved on to fucking Conquest and had some fun on the real map. Uh, on Conquest itself, we're, yeah, we're just fucking having a good old fucking good old time. Uh, doing hardcore flanks. Our team fucking lost uh, because our team was chock full of morons but uh we were doing our best as a little team of three with one extra uh rolling around and doing mad flanks to cap unexpected points and uh we're using like fucking using the beacons the spawn beacons to like get in and um like rapidly return on a on a point when it was being defended by like just a couple of people Mm and yeah doing a real good job of like splitting up their fucking the the other team uh pretty well but it wasn't enough because our team couldn't fucking couldn't hold the point unfortunately uh so that was pretty annoying like it was annoying that we lost because we should have fucking won but uh apart from that yeah i think we just didn't like because yeah it's probably a problem when your best players utterly refuse to use armor like use tanks uh so i think if we did use tanks and use them effectively we could probably do a lot of a lot more damage um but because we refuse to because uh, it's lame um it probably somewhat hinders our efficiency but we're happy with that just because we prefer not to be lame um but yeah no good times i did notice in battlefield something that fucking upsets me is how how many little things it has that are just like they just feel like they've there's no one in charge of battlefield 5 
that I think actively like plays the game like there are so many things in it that feel like del- almost deliberately counterintuitive mm-hmm. like the guys were telling me to fucking try out this new gun but because I hadn't bought it yeah. you can't uh, use it. I I can't, couldn't, but I couldn't, I also couldn't buy it in game. I had to buy it from out of the server or whatever yeah. the fuck. Which, like, what the fuck is the point of that? What does that, why would it be like that? Why would you restrict me from being able to, if it, if it is literally just a click away, right? It's not like I haven't fulfilled the unlock requirements. I just need to pay the dumb fucking company coins. So what's, what's the point of restricting that? I literally have to quit a server just to go buy this weapon. Like, so now, like, my gameplay experience every time I come back into Battlefield is, what, supposed to be I've got to go out of the game, like, make sure before I join a server, I go through and make sure I've got all of the new available guns or whatever. I've purchased them all, and, like, like... Meanwhile, if I want to play Apex, right... Boom, boom, I'm in, right? Oh, I guess you have to pay... You can't buy a hero on the map screen... On the hero screen, right? Uh, but it's not like... Battlefield, you gotta go to fucking... To, to get to buy a weapon, right? You gotta go to the main screen, which takes... Like, I... I would love to time it. But I think I could be <laughs> in a game of Apex. I could be dropping in a game of Apex yeah. before I got to the fucking main screen of Battlefield. I don't know what the fuck it is with that game, but it takes forever to fucking load. Um, anyway, you gotta go to the main screen, and then you go to company, and then, company, barracks, company, whatever the fuck it's called, go to the character that has the new weapon, then go to customize weapon, and then you scroll to the bottom, and then you buy the weapon, and then you gotta go to the other fucking class, so you do that for assault, and then you do it for medic, Mm. and then you do it for support, and then you do it for sniper, right, you gotta do every fucking step of the way, if you wanted to buy fucking Revenant in Apex, assuming you had the Apex Legends coins, you would just fucking go to the heroes thing, click on him, and purchase, that's it, that's all you need to do, but this is fucking 16 fucking layers deep of fucking menus, non-stop, each one takes fucking 5 seconds to load for some reason, and then... Then you gotta go all the way back out again and fucking join a fucking server uh, and play a mode you don't want to play because you just want to play the fucking new yeah. map. It's so insane. And this is streamlined as well because back in the day when it was yeah. first released, like you had to. Oh yeah, this to customize stuff. You had to go to like another menu. <laughs> this is the good version. This is the yeah. This is the the happier version. It's been worse. Yeah. Like it's fucking insane how bad a ui it is yeah it's terrible and it is it's it it really fucking bums out my experience because i like i just get distracted by all this shit maybe other maybe it doesn't impact other people but like i can't fucking it's like yeah i can't stop being a games critic at some point and i can't turn that off i'm just always sitting there like who made this who fucking did this why like have they ever fucking loaded battlefield up to play it or is it just some fucking nebulous thing that they're like oh i work on battlefield is apparently people play it i don't don't really know um yeah i don't know oh before before i wrap uh on battlefield 
Uh, Frisco on Breakthrough has the fucking dirtiest fucking play I've ever seen in my life on defense. Uh, when they, like, they have to... The US team has to drive their boats in uh, for the initial play. And so he ran in and hid in the fucking tray of one of these boats and uh, and just lay down and waited for another boat to come in. And then... So I spawned on him because we were in the same squad. I spawned on him. And then we ran over to that boat that just landed and jumped into the gunners. Because <laughs> they both got gunners. And they're all, like, running out of this fucking boat. And we've, like, fucking scooted in behind them. And we just fucking mowed them down. It was fucking disgusting. <laughs> I've never seen anything as revolting this, this rolling in my life. Like, I could not believe how well it worked. And holy shit. Like, they turn around, like, tanks... Tanks started killing. Like, every time one of their boats would park on the beach, their ta- their tanks coming in would shoot the boats just to destroy them to make sure that would never happen again. And, like, they were, like, fucking firing rockets into this boat. Like, they were fucking <laughs> going all in on this one yeah. boat. And it was just the two of us being dickheads. It was disgusting. I could not believe it. Anyway. Um, Battlefield. That's Battlefield. Nice. Yes. Hmm. All right. Um, yeah, tale. a plague tale, a plague tale, innocence. It's a strange sort of, I don't know, title for a game. I thought, um, I thought it was a plague's tale, but it's not. Anyway, uh, so this one is a game that came out last year, uh, around middle of last year, that is now available on Xbox Game Pass, which I use quite a bit. So you can check it out on there. If you want to check it out? Um, on PC or Xbox? It's on both, as far as I know. I think it's on both. I'm playing on PC, though. What are you playing on? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's basically a, about a, a... You play a girl, a, a young girl, who, um, who has had her village attacked by some, uh, some men. And um, during that time, some bad things happen, and you're uh, left to sort of look after your little brother Hugo and this sort of sets off like this adventure of trying to survive I guess and um, on top of this there's this overlaying overlaying like plague that is happening and there are rats all over the place that have uh, like decimated villages and um, like giant war zones where you know there's just bodies and bodies everywhere of sometimes people sometimes animals of just these rats have gotten to and just destroyed um and uh it's it's set in i think it's france somewhere in france uh she sounds french i could be completely wrong but that's that's where i'm going to um and yeah so you play this girl amicia and it's sort of like a stealth puzzle game where um the the main focus is a lot more on avoiding enemies at the start of the game at least like you're you're armed with a like a, a slingshot uh which you can use to attack other enemies with um and the slingshot can fire at the start of the game at least it can fire like rocks and then you start leveling up your character or your abilities and you can start um getting different types of attacks to attack with different types of enemies that it starts throwing at you later on like now you you're going up against enemies that have armor on them and you're trying to figure out how to get rid of their armor and so these different abilities later do some of that sort of stuff 
um but for the most part it's like a it's it's you know a puzzle game trying to figure out like what the the object is in front of you and like oh how can i deal with this thing um and uh so yeah it's, it's quite linear in terms of what it's throwing at you like occasionally there'll be some areas where you'll have to go from uh, one point to another and it sort of opens up a bit more and there are a couple of different paths to to get to the next section but for the most part it's it's you know it's not like an open world game it's sort of just this third person stealth game where you're going from one chapter to another while it's telling this really um narrative focused like story um about these two characters and like what they're going through and the people that they're sort of meeting along the way um yeah uh the 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 kid that's in the game i uh yeah i don't like him he's he's just annoying to me like he's always running off and doing all this stuff that you're like why are you doing this like you talked about this movie sorry uh the movie tv show lock and key um how like people making dumb decisions and this kid has gone through like seeing all this horrible stuff happen and uh you'll go through this you know intense scene where there's people chasing you trying to kill you and whatnot and then like 30 seconds later he's running off being like oh a flower and like off he goes and she's like no where are you going and like this happens constantly throughout the game he's just like this fucking kid is gonna get everyone killed what are you doing they there are some there are some writers who fucking love those characters is is he like is he fucking dense as a character though like does he come off as a as as kind of a dipshit uh because if he comes off as kind of a dipshit it's kind of okay right if they establish him as actually a pretty smart little kid and then he starts doing hardcore dipshit Mm. stuff like that's that is a real problem. Like that's that's lock and keys issue. Yeah, is that they're they're all established as actually pretty fucking clever, uh, like you know, pretty fucking smart and with it, and then they start doing fucking real dumb shit. Um, and it's maybe sort of justified for one character, but the rest of them just fucking go hard dipshit. Yeah, like yeah, I assume that this kid isn't supposed to be some sort of flower chasing moron um i mean he's not he's only supposed supposed to be like five or six years old maybe maybe a little bit older than that um eight yeah but but he's um like you you can tell him to do certain things and he'll do that like uh sometimes you can either tell him to wait and like he'll wait in an area while you go and do some sort of stealthy thing to try and get past the guard or something like that um, but there's like a radius around him, so if you get too far away, he starts getting uh, emotional and upset. Um, like, hey, Monsieur, you need to come back, type thing. And and if the sort of countdown gets to the, you know, it runs out, then he's, it's like sort of uh, he'll start attracting guards to your position and that sort of stuff. So um, there's there's mechanics like that, and then there's like instructing the follower that's with you to sort of help you on the puzzle. Um, so like he'll have to climb under a hole in the wall and open up the door and things like that so he's not a complete idiot but it's the fact that you'll get through this really intense scene where you're being chased by dozens and dozens of people with axes and shooting bow and arrows and you're like 
get through a door and hold them off and then 10 seconds later he's like running away or he's like screaming yelling like really loudly and she's like telling him to shut up because like they'll find out where you are it's like man this kid just fucking (laughs) like she's having a really tough time dealing with him um and i just keep thinking this this kid is like he has to die at the end of this game if he doesn't die I'm going to be very up like he, if, if if she dies and he lives I'm going to be very upset that's that's where I'm going with this one um, yeah okay. like if she sacrifices herself for this idiot kid I'm going to be uh, it's getting four stars from me I think four stars out of ten uh, but for the most part like I'm, I'm digging it it's a really pretty game the um, like the the puzzles aren't too hard they're pretty pretty simple most of the time the characters within the world will tell you what you need to do um like they'll commentate on oh there's a light over there we need to get to that and then they'll tell you exactly what you need to do to get to that light (laughs) or you'll be looking for a way to get up on a ledge and oh there's a ladder over here but they'll like they don't give you enough time to sort of figure it out for yourself sometimes it's just like all right let's get to it let's tell you what to do um so I think the main idea behind the game is to sort of take you on this journey and tell you the story as opposed to like letting you figure it out for yourself. Like they want to just keep it moving constantly. So it's not a very challenging game in that sense. Um, there are yeah. like combat situations where they'll throw a couple of enemies at you. You're going to kind of re- react a bit quickly, but there's a really easy targeting system with the game. So once you do get into those encounters, it's not really hard to get past. Um, and then the stealth sections where, you know, you, you're sort of working your way through a, a larger area and trying to avoid these enemies. Um, like that stuff is quite easy as, as well in terms of um, getting from point A to point B. But they also like sprinkle out crafting materials and that sort of stuff. So if you do want to go off track, you can go to another area in, in sort of this open section of the game and start collecting those materials to reward the player for exploring and going off the you know the the linear a to b path um so you can definitely do that and and that's cool Uh, and then you've got this rat mechanic system where um there are hundreds and hundreds of rats on the screen and they're afraid of lights so things like flames and light sources will keep them away so there'll be there'll be sections where you'll need to light a fire with a you know a stick and uh and then you'll be like walking through this giant puddle of basically rats and moving them away as you go uh and then the next part might be like lighting bonfires along the way and throwing you know throwing uh like molotov sort of style weapons at at these bonfires to light them up and get rid of all these rats but like the technology behind it is really interesting cool like they've they've taken um sort of we, we've seen it in other games where they they take a like a bunch of objects and sort of replicate them and and just you're seeing lots and lots of them things like birds and and uh like an alan wake or whatever um where the birds sort of attack you but this is like on another layer where they've got just a floor covered in in these these animals and you're not able to move past them because you've got to figure out like what you need to do to 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 get around them um and like if you try and go towards them into the dark they 
just decimate your body. Like they'll start crawling up your arms and legs and you've got about a second, maybe two, to back off back into the light before your your game over screen sort of hits you and you're dead. Um, so it's pretty violent in terms of that sort of stuff. Like it's a gory game. You see the way you die or um, bodies on the ground and things like that, like crawling over corpses. Um, like there's a section where you're, you know... Um, it looks like a, a battlefield and there's just corpses all over the place and you're like slowly climbing over them and that sort of stuff. So it's very dark and grim in terms of its yeah. aesthetic and what it's going for. Um, so I'm digging it for the most part. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend it to everybody just because like it's, it seems to be a lot longer than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought it was going to be a quick sort of six hour experience, but it seems like it's a, a bit longer than that. Um, there are, from what I understand, about 17 or 18 chapters, and I've just gotten up to chapter like nine, uh, and I thought there was 10 <laughs> as I was going through for whatever reason. And, and um, that just meant I was like, oh yeah, cool, I'm really close to the end. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, no, I am, I've still got a ways to go here. Um, so yeah, like I don't know. I think it's for a specific type of person that enjoys those like slower paced, um, story driven games. Where this one in particular is quite like a really long escort mission because you're trying to get your brother safe, and so he's always with you. Right. And when he's with you, yeah. you're walking really slowly, and. Uh, occasionally you can you can run and, and that sort of stuff but because you're trying to avoid people detecting you because it's a stealth game uh for the most part you're walking pretty slowly from point a to point b and then um there'll be sections where it's just like like i said it's pretty linear like you understand where you're supposed to go and it's not very challenging at all so um i think for the most part it's for people that w- want to sort of a bit more of a chilled relaxed it's not relaxing in terms of the content it's trying to tell you but it's not gonna be like a really sort of engaging game that you need to focus a lot of attention on because it's pretty just like linear and easy to get through so yeah but it's still really cool to see what they've done um for a i don't i don't think it was a triple a game was it a triple a game was it any game no double a yeah double a somewhere around there um so 505 yeah i'm pretty sure yeah um but anyway like it's definitely surprised me in terms of what i thought the game was gonna be because i didn't think it was gonna have like combat in it be as deep as what it was like yeah so i'm pretty surprised by it because i was going into it thinking more like sinuous sacrifice something around there yeah um but yeah it's definitely surprised me so yeah i'll definitely keep checking it out and seeing where it goes because i'm interested um because within the first like uh maybe hour you, you sort of think you know where this game is going and then it's like maybe this is there's something else happening here um and so i yeah. want to see what that something else is and if it's not something else i'm gonna be very upset again so there's two things if the kid doesn't die <laughs> it's not the something else and be very very upset because <laughs> I feel like I'm going to feel like I've wasted my uh, my time on this one but maybe yep. talk about that a bit more 
next week. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Let me bring the sheet back up. Let's do Zombie Army 4. Yep. Uh, Zombie Army 4 is the fourth Zombie Army game. Uh, sniper... Fucking Sniper... What, what's the fucking rest of that fucking name? Sniper... The spin-off of that. Elite? Sniper Elite? The, yeah, the shooting Hitler in the balls game. Yeah. Um, so Zombie Army 4 is the the fourth in that series uh you've got a sniper rifle uh you got a secondary weapon it is essentially a it's essentially called zombies right it's a, it's a zombies mode from any other game yeah. but um but it releases a full fucking title at a fucking full fucking price uh wholeheartedly it is not worth a full price. It feels like a fucking. It feels like a spin-off mode. It feels like COD Zombies, yeah. right? Like, would would you pay full price for COD Zombies? Probably fucking not. Mm. I can't imagine that you would. Um, like, that just seems pretty fucking aggressive, doesn't it? Like, expecting people to pay. I'm just gonna check. That's fifty bucks. So it's. I guess it's the budget price, but it's still fifty dollars, right? This is. This would be stretching at twenty dollars, right? It's got enough polish to sort of warrant that much money, uh, but it doesn't have the gameplay, in my opinion, to justify the price tag. Right. Uh, I think if COD Zombies came out for twenty bucks, hmm. and I had and I had zero interest in playing the rest of the Call of Duty game that year, I could definitely see myself paying twenty dollars just for COD Zombies right. because I really like COD yeah. Zombies, right? This feels like a worse rendition of COD Zombies at the end of the day. It doesn't really have the charm or the humor. I know a lot of people uh, appreciate the uh, Zombie Army series for its sort of B-movie style storytelling. Mm -hmm. That's something that I think that COD Zombies does significantly better. Uh, like, significantly better. And, uh, yeah, this... This feels like a pale imitation. It feels like a pale imitation of a lot of different games, you know? Like, it's got... It's got a lot of stuff that you see in other games uh, sort of just in it for the sake of it. It's got, like, those fucking serious Sam dudes with bomb hands running at you. Right. But in the form of zombies with TNT on their chests or whatever, like... Yeah, it, it does a lot of stuff that's very similar to other games, and it doesn't feel that different it, except for the fact that your main weapon is a sniper rifle mm. and so it winds up being this this game of like largely ammo management I mean I think we died once we died a single time and the circumstances of our death were basically we were fucking about like we'd stop taking it seriously we went, me and Nate were playing in co-op uh, we're playing on hard. Uh, we had never once come close to fucking dying. Not even close to dying. Um, we're playing on hard, and uh, at one point it just starts throwing these massive, massive armored enemies at you. Like they've they've got fuck tons of armor. They've got fuck tons of armor on their heads, especially. Uh, so you got to do something about the armor on their heads to actually get through yeah. that. And like we, but we were fucking about like 
lighting each other on fire and shit because we had friendly hard has friendly fire on and so we'd be like uh I'd, I'd wait for nate to like get like one of those big guys would be really on top of him and then i'd shoot the fucking explosive barrel next to him or something down him and then i'd have to go get him up and um but also take care of it. So the, the the reason we died was basically because we started fucking about. There was like zero challenge. But there's also like it's not much of a sniper hmm. game. Like it's a spin off of yeah, Sniper Elite, but I can see why they dropped the Sniper Elite name because it feels like it barely has anything in common with it. Like you've got a sniper rifle, but there's no need to take fights at any distance you've got realistic bullet drop and like wind wind affects your bullets and stuff but with the exception of one enemy in particular that never fucking matters and it shouldn't matter in the circumstance that it does because those enemies aren't more than 200 meters away they're about 150 meters away at most so bullet drop and unless you're firing fucking plague girls fucking slingshot like bullet drop's not really going to come into effect um but yeah, like you still gotta you gotta adjust for all that shit and like that's one enemy that rarely really matters. Um like is only it was only in one section of the game for us. I just felt like yeah, you were just doing hmm. most of the time you were fighting inside of a hundred meters and the main challenge was that it was a lot of enemies but each enemy dies to a single headshot so it's not well, almost every enemy dies to a single headshot so that's not that big a fucking deal um and if you do get down it's usually to some like dumb shit like shooting a fucking barrel next to yourself or your teammate activating a, a shark that eats you right. or something like a zombie shark or something like yeah like it's it's literally just dumb shit it's not actual there's no actual fucking challenge there's no actual like it doesn't feel like it's sniper gameplay there's nothing in this game that feels like it it works for what it's supposed to be uh except for the fact that it is a run-of-the-mill fucking zombie game you know you move to one location you solve a very simple puzzle you move to the next mm. location so it's not it's not like an arena it's more like a no so yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. What I like about COD Zombies is that you are in this one arena and you learn that map extremely well. And the challenge in COD Zombies is to become a master of that particular arena to the extent where you learn all the <clears throat> all the secret stuff that uh, like develops that area and stuff and. That's that. I think that harkens back to what was really good about the Left 4 Dead games. You know, I think this wants to be a Left 4 Dead style game, but doesn't have the same sort of like. There's there's not enough challenge like in Left 4 Dead in COD Zombies, um, even in World War Z. I felt like you, I was real close to dying a lot of the time without having to deliberately fuck with my teammate. Uh, but we're on hard in Zombie Army 4 and never even fucking close. And we, like, it's not like we, we put in the... We played one session, and then we played a second session where we put the amount of enemies up to four players, uh, but we still only play with two, and it still didn't feel desperate. Yeah. It didn't feel like we were in trouble. Like, 
yeah, like there's just not enough challenge in that game for it to be anywhere like near as tense as I think it needs to be. And it just, yeah, it comes across at the end of the day as, as a pale imitation of of a genre that I think I really enjoy, but haven't, I don't know, haven't found a good version of in, in a long time. Uh, we play the fuck out of COD Zombies, definitely. Um, what was it was probably the closest, but even that, I, I don't know, something about the movement in that game felt wonky, felt bad, it just didn't really work for me, so didn't really capture me as long as as it should have right. i don't know i just want left for dead 3 man like i just i wish they'd fucking make it i know they confirmed that they're not i don't know why it doesn't seem that complicated like it on a fundamental level the formula is pretty fucking easy right like it and it's not like you need complex ai or anything you just it's, it's zombies yeah right like right but, um yeah yeah but I, I guess the last one of those that i played which is interesting was strange brigade and that was a game that nate and i played uh it came out about two years ago uh and it was made by rebellion as well um and that was quite a similar uh like left for dead style even zombie army um style game where you were like adventurers sort of like a uh, indiana jones type and you would go from area to area solving puzzles but also trying to survive from all these wave-based enemies and that felt like it had a lot going for it like they thought about what this game was and um they really worked on like trying to make it fun and enjoyable and the reason why i was hesitant about getting this one because you guys were like you should grab it i saw the price tag mm. And it was 50, 50 yep. US, which is basically a full price game. Um, yep. Uh, and then also I was reading some of the reviews and people were saying that it was, wasn't very long. It was sort of like an eight hour experience. Uh, and then I looked into like who made it and I was like, oh, okay. So it's the Rebellion team. It's weird because this, this sounds exactly like that Strange Brigade game. And it's the same team. Like the creative director that worked on Strange Brigade is the same guy. Right. So they put Strange Brigade out at the end of 2018 and then backed it up with yep. this one. So it just feels like a rush job and I just didn't feel like the $50 price tag was really worth it. Uh, yeah, it just seems like they put out that game and were like, oh, it hasn't really done as well. Like, we'll now, put, we'll now slap together this other thing with the Zombie Army name on it. Like, we've got the engine and all that sort of stuff and they've turned that around in I mean, I don't know. Maybe the creative director was working on both games at the same time, but it seems like a very short turnaround for between those two games where he was a creative lead on, on a creative director on both of them. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm going to wait and see what you guys think before I, before I jump in. It's, for me, it was the price tag. If it was 20 bucks, like a $20, $20 game, I would have jumped in, but it is basically a full price game at that stage. Uh, and you can't... Yeah. The only place you could get it was the Epic Game Store because they've got that exclusive deal. So nobody's doing like yep. um, uh, cheaper keys or discounts or anything like that. So it just yeah didn't think it was going to be a good investment. So I'm glad I, I waited at least. <laughs> but yeah, maybe it's a sign we need to jump back into, I don't know, Evolve or Left 4 Dead uh, or something like that. I don't think Evolve's going to work, but <laughs> yeah, 
I could see a Left 4 Dead. I've always, like, I know people have ranted and raved about Vermintide being real fucking I think good. I've got Vermintide, I played... too. I think I've got that. Maybe I've got one of them. Yeah, I do. Vermintide, too. I've got it. If that's the one you're thinking of. Oh, I've got it, too. Should we give that a fuck? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I've never played it. Uh, I just looked at my Steam list. I've got it. Oh, and I got the other one as well. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe we'll give it a fucking punt. I don't know. I just remember playing Vermintide 1 and not loving yeah. it. I just, I think it was too fucking ground. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. Let's have a squiz at that. Because, yeah. yeah, I really want to play a game like that. Cool. Sounds good. Nice. All right. All right. Uh, next up, we've got Dead Cells. Some... New DLC dropped. Yes. Uh, DLC for Dead Cells. Let me fucking bring up my phone. Has it got like a name? The Bad Seed. So it's a Bad Seed. Uh, dropped. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's adding two new levels. Uh, one new weapon, I believe. And it's reworking a bunch of weapons. Um, I think it's one new weapon. I don't know. I, I got more than the one new weapon, so... Two levels, weapons. A good DLC isn't complete without some new ways to mess up your enemies, so we're introducing two-handed weapons for the first time, including a hard-hitting scythe. This should offer you another way to experiment with your playstyle, but as it restricts you to one weapon, we may need to tweak the system in the future. For now, just have fun with it. Let us know what you think. Um, so I've unlocked that scythe. Oh, I haven't unlocked it. I've got the blueprint for that scythe, um, but I haven't unlocked it yet with cells. But it says weapons... And I definitely, I don't know, I don't know if this was already in it, but I got a fucking guitar right. as a weapon. Um, and I got it as a blueprint from one of the new areas. So I feel like this, it might be a new weapon. Anyway, it's pretty fucking hilarious. Uh, provided you time your strikes correctly, uh, it does critical damage. And uh, so it'll do, you like fucking hit someone with the guitar, and then you, I think you, no, you uppercut. And then you strike them over the top, and then you strum the guitar. And so the first hit is regular every single time. If you time it perfectly, so there's like a after the hit, there's like a critical window of opportunity for the for you to hit on the next strike. Mm-hmm. If you time that perfectly, it will do a critical hit. And then uh, if you time the next one, so the third is the strum. It does this uh, like area of atta- uh, effect attack. Um, but the third strike, if you um, if you time it correctly, it, the area effect gets huge, and it all does critical damage. And so, I like I got this fucking weapon. I unlocked it. I started using it, and uh, I got into um, I got through the two new areas, uh, beat the new boss pretty fucking easily. I started a brand new game, by the way, and I like. I'm not 100% certain, but I feel like they've made Dead Cells easier. Like, I'm pretty sure. I like, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I like to talk myself up. Uh, but I do not think that I left this game for four months or however it is long since I last played it. I do not think that four months have passed and magically I've gotten significantly better at Dead Cells. But I started a brand new game, like started all the way over, because they reckon that they like they were saying that they reworked a bunch of old weapons as well. 
So I wanted to see the the fresh new experience. Anyway, on my second run, um, I made it up to the Hand of the King. Um, so that's like without fucking unlocking any weapons mm. at that point. Uh, like I, I'd unlocked, I think I hadn't even unlocked random melee starter weapon at that point. Um, so I was just going with whatever I found throughout the run, but I still made it up to Hand of the King. Obviously, you know, at, at some level, you know where you're supposed to go or whatever, and, and you've got some idea of how each level is going to fuck you. Uh, so, you know, I knew how the clock tower was going to dick me about and stuff. So, like, but anyway, Hand of the King, on the, on the second run, it's, it still feels like a fucking pretty fucking good effort, uh, considering... Uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of the mutations that I really, I, I like to really rely on and stuff like that. Like, I was just sort of, I think my third mutation was just something that didn't fuck with my other mutations. I had, like, the the melee, I was, like, all brutality. But, um, yeah, the melee shortens my uh, cooldown timer, mm-hmm. and I had uh, extra damage after... Uh, after killing someone so I do extra damage if I just recently killed someone which isn't great against bosses but um, you know it doesn't really matter um, and I did die to the hand of the king because I wasn't able to fucking kill those other dudes fast enough to keep my fucking power mm-hmm. up going anyway uh, the third one I got was like just something that didn't impact any of those because I just I was just like Whatever happens, I just got to fucking make sure I don't fuck with my brutality stuff. And I didn't have any other brutality ones. Anyway, so yeah, that's the second one. So it's that makes me feel like it's gotten easier. The other thing that made me feel like it got easier was uh, on the fourth run, I finally found my way into the new areas. I think uh, I realized that I could have actually gone into one of the new areas earlier, um, but uh, didn't because I got distracted going somewhere else. Uh, yeah, on my fourth run, got into the new areas, blasted my th- way through them, and beat them on my fourth run without really any worries. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I definitely think it's gotten easier. Nevertheless, uh, it's still awesome. It's still a fucking awesome game um, that, like, really encourages you to try new things. I unlocked the sandals, because they, they said that they reworked the three worst weapons. And so I unlocked the sandals to see if they'd reworked it. And uh, and then I equipped the sandals, which felt like a really dumb idea. Like, back in back when you first played Dead Cells, right, you would walk out of the starting room. If your opening random melee weapon was sandals, you'd walk out and die so that you could reset because it was a, going to be a terrible run until you found a real mm-hmm. weapon. Uh, and you can never tell when the fuck that was going to happen. So, uh, but no, the sandals seemed okay. I don't know if they upped the damage base that they did, uh, or up the knockback or something, but yeah, I was fucking kicking cunts all over the place. Still not a fucking great weapon, and not something that I'd ideally have. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't reset if my only weapon was sandals, but it, I wouldn't like drop, uh, so, uh, a weapon I like four sandals um and yeah I don't know that's about it I got the fucking got this guitar killing concert the guitar um it's very interesting basically what I was doing was I would uh strike 
crit strike and then jump up to the next area and I was in the um in the I think it's the Arboretum I, I'm not sure what the next the second level is called um maybe it will tell us the Morass of the Damned uh the Arboretum is the first new level the Morass of the Damned is the second one and it's got all these dudes that drop down off the roofs and stuff and things that come out of pustules on the wall so I would uh strike strike make sure i hit the crit and then jump up and then strum and do this giant fucking aoe attack that would just fucking blow everyone mm. up and uh i was just doing that all over the fucking place it was very good uh it was very effective it was a highly efficient way to to get through those areas and uh yeah then i went to that fucking there's that place i don't know how much dead cells you've played yeah. But there's that area you get to where you got to light the lamps. Otherwise, you start taking damage from the dark. Hmm. I don't think I did that one. <laughs> Might not have been in when you were playing. But uh, I got to that bit and uh, got fucking lost and died to the dark, which was a very shameful way to, do, uh, to die. Um, it was a, a bummer of a way to die. Uh, but yeah, no, like, just, I don't know, it's, I was playing it while we were watching Rainbow Six Siege, the, uh, the International 2020, and, uh, it's a killer way to piss away the first, like, I don't know, two minutes before any action occurs in a round of Rainbow Six, you just sort of, like, I have it on my second screen, and I'm playing, like, Dead Cells on my first screen. And then, like, at the, at basically, I glance over and I'll be like, oh, yeah, there's about one minute left. Uh, if, I, if I get even another 45 seconds, Fanatic will start to do mm. something. So uh, I'll just wait 45 seconds from here. So, um, yeah, I just fucking glance over, pause the game, and then watch some fucking Rainbow Six. Um, you miss a little bit, of, like, you miss the early frags, but uh, it's no big deal. So uh, it's good yeah. stuff. No, Dead Cells, it's, it's rad. It was, I think, eight bucks, uh, the DLC. Um, but, yeah. They they more than earned the, the fucking initial cost of entry for right. me. So I was happy to fucking chuck them some more money. Yeah, I wonder what they're working on Dead now. Cells cost. Like, if they're going to be doing a sequel or something completely different. Because that's definitely made them a lot of yeah. money, that game. 100 um yeah and they're really small um, indie studios so yeah but honest honest to god one of the best purchases i i have fucking made like i one of the i'm 100 happy with having bought that fucking game it is fantastic um i love it so much oh, yeah um yeah right always should we talk about rainbow six siege then Let's do it. The uh, 2020 Invitational started this week, uh, a couple of days ago. Um, it's the first time we've had two Australian teams make it through to the event. The uh, first team was uh, Wildcard Gaming, Wildcard. who got a spot through the Pro League finals that, that yeah. ended. And, uh, and then the second team that made it through was Fnatic, which made it through the APAC qualifiers so they beat a bunch of um uh, other teams in the region as well 
to get through. So yeah, that, that was pretty cool having two teams show up for this one. Um, Fnatic obviously has been there in the past. This is, I think, their... They've been to every single one now, haven't they? I believe they yeah, have. They're yeah, they're the only team to do it. As, as well, like elements of Fnatic. I mean, yeah. And not necessarily as Fnatic. No, Fnatic as, was... What, Mind Freak? Before that. Mind Freak. Mind Freak, then, yeah. Yeah, and then Fnatic. But yeah. Right. Um, Diz- Dizzle and Magnet, obviously. Yep. And uh, yep. so the group stages started over the weekend and it's a um uh like four different groups a bunch of teams in in each group as well and it's like a one team versus another team and then like the losers of those two sort of battle each other for like a decider so basically if you lose two games you're pretty much out Uh, you're knocked out of the the whole event um Group D, which was the one Wildcard were in, lost both of their games. <laughs> um, they had a tough group. They were going up against G2 Esports, who are the reigning back-to-back champions uh, for the invitation. Invitational? Yeah. Yep. Um, BDS Esport, who are also a very good team, and Team Reciprocity, um, who are a returning team from last year as well. Uh, so they struggled quite a bit. Um, in their group and, and were initially knocked out and then you had group A which is where Fnatic were and this was classified as the, the death group by the the commentators um, yeah it didn't go really well for Fnatic on that first game they got put up against Empire and um, although the first map was pretty close it was an eight to seven um the second map on bank was a disaster for fanatic and it did not go yeah. well at all um after that match though fanatic said they threw bank on purpose <laughs> um <laughs> which to hide its strats basically yeah. because they were that confident they could get through so whether or not that like the Casters seem to think they weren't joking. Like they were legitimately saying they threw it so they could hide strats for later on. Um, whether or not that's a good idea, yeah, we're not sure. I guess we'll find out at some stage. But either way, couldn't you just couldn't you just default right? Like, can't you just default win without? Why do you have to throw yeah. it? You know, like weird. They could also yeah. be just playing mind games. It's it, who knows? Who knows? Uh, so Fnatic lost that match, and um, and then in the winners' match, Empire ended up losing um, against uh, Dark Zero Esports. Dark Zero, uh, and so Dark Zero ended up going through to the next round, um, and then the elimination. Dark Zero were the ones who won the Pro League finals as well, so they're like they're a top top team, team as well. Yeah, top uh, North America team. I think it's- Dark Zero, uh, Space Station, and someone else. Can't remember who the third team is. Anyway, um, Team Solo Mid. I think they're the other. Are they? Oh yeah, yeah. Exists three in there now. Um, yeah, and then so uh, the elimination match was Fnatic versus Phase, uh, Phase Clan, which was a, a really good match. Um, Phase ended up winning the first map on Villa. Uh, seven to two, yeah, uh, which is a pretty convincing, pretty convincing Dominant, domination. Yeah. 
but after that, yeah, Fnatic really came came back and they played Cafe, which um, they did a really good job on both sides, uh, attacking and defense, uh, which they ended up winning that map seven to three. And then after that, they played Clubhouse, which is a map that Fnatic plays uh, was played a lot of, um, and they held an excellent defense. It's a, it's a very offensive, sorry, the very defensive side of map on Clubhouse. Um, so it's, it's really hard to sort of get, get into sites and, and I don't know, I, I enjoy watching Clubhouse a lot. I think it's a really fun map yeah. to watch. It's one of the ones that they, they revamped, like they basically went through and, and redid everything. Uh, and I think it's an yep. excellent, it might be my most fun map to watch. It's sort of like that one. I like watching Villa, sorry, not Villa, um, Coastline. I like oh. watching Coastline as well. Uh, I don't, I don't like Coastline yeah. all that much, but yeah, I like Clubhouse, and I know they don't play it all that much anymore. But Embassy, uh, Consulate rather, uh, I like, I like Consulate. Yeah. Um, those are fun ones to watch. Yeah, um, yeah, and so they end up winning Clubhouse seven to five, which meant that they had a rematch against Empire, um, who are the runner-up champions from last year. And uh, yeah, they did really well against them. They end up winning. 2-0 against those guys so they played Cafe yep. and they went 7-3 on that map and then after that they played Clubhouse again and went 7-5 so pretty good run from them they they basically knocked out last year's runner up uh, runner up winners so they like won 10 rounds in a row after they lost those three on they lost the first three on mm. Cafe Dostoevsky I think you were watching it. I think it was a bit too early for me to watch those three in particular. But uh, <laughs> like, yeah, didn't didn't they run out of time on all three or some shit? The first two games, something awful. Um, well, yeah. sorry, two. They lost three the first three match matches, and yeah. two of them they ran out of time. It was like classic fanatic style of play. Oof. But then they they went on a fucking ten round yeah. run where they didn't lose. Like they won the next seven to finish cafe, and then they won three on fucking clubhouse, um, and yeah, it looked like they just couldn't be fucking stopped. Um, obviously, uh, Empire managed to claw their way back into it, but yeah, Fnatic finished it off. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was a good it was a good matchup. Yeah, it was. So that that basically yeah. put them so into put the top the eight. Um, so they move on to the. They got past the group stage. They go into playoffs. Um, unfortunately for them, they end up getting put up against G two Esports. So the reigning back to back champions of the last couple of years, who are an excellent team. Um, they've also that team has also won like majors and that sort of stuff recently. Um, within the last couple of years as well so they're they're an excellent team and it was <laughs> I think I said before like they got put up against them I was like they're gonna go against G2 like this will be it they're gonna get fucked yeah <laughs> they're gonna get yeah. pull a shit card uh, and they did another fucking ha- uh, hospital pass just yeah. yeah um first map was cafe again uh which Fnatic did okay on uh, they got beat 7-5 um, Fnatic keeps playing this map I think this is a Fnatic map as well uh, and I don't think they should play it anymore <laughs> like 
don't this seems to be one of their go-to maps and they're not doing well on it i think they've lost every single one of them no yeah um yeah the, I, I don't think they play it well to be honest i i think they they don't have a they've got terrible de- like basically their entire fucking top floor strategy needs to be fucking ripped down and taken apart because every time it goes to the top floor on attack or defense, they're losing that fucking round. I feel like, like they just, I think they they did win one, one round, and it was literally just luck. Mm. Like they just got away with shit. Uh, but every other time, I feel like they just they stall out trying to break in. Uh, they they stall out, or they're not able to, to fucking stop the attackers from getting in. Like top floor on that fucking map is awful. They might feel like they've got it like going on. Yeah on fucking on the other sites but yeah top floor doesn't work out for them very well and yeah makes it pretty tricky uh and it's yeah um the whole map i don't know just seems like they're not doing great on that map maybe they need to shift away from it um next up they played border which was g2 map and uh surprisingly things switched around so g2 ended up losing their own map and Fnatic won that 7-4 pretty convincingly, um, which was great for them. I don't think I remember any highlights. No, I, I just know that, like, I've seen uh, Fnatic play that map a lot, so I was kind of hopeful that they'd do pretty good in that one, um, which was good. Yeah. And then the third map was Villa, uh, and that was a really good, a really good game, really close. Uh, Fnatic ended up getting on like a really good lead at the start and then G2 ended up coming back um, towards the end of those games but then like I think the last two rounds it was pretty much sort of like (laughs) one-on-ones there was that one game where people were just whiffing shots and you know like clutch really clutch moments so I think Lusty got a really good one versus one at one stage um, so it, it, it was extremely close towards that end part. And so, yeah, Fnatic ended up winning that series 7-5, yep. to five, which was a massive upset from uh, from those guys because they're, they're obviously considered the underdogs still at this stage, even though they perform pretty well <laughs> at all these events. Man, I cannot fucking stand... There's uh, one one caster who's who's cast all the Fnatic games I've watched, mm. uh, Kickstar, who I don't know what it is. It feels like it's his per- he feels it's his personal fucking mission to write off Fnatic at every fucking like every step along yeah. the way, but he literally just spends the whole time fucking dumping on them. Oh, they're they're scared to play. Oh, they you know they they've got no idea what they're doing. Oh, they're not doing well on this one. Oh, this this isn't their wheelhouse. He was literally talking about how Fnatic had to be tilted uh, when and and they were going to lose hmm. on when Fnatic were on series point of map three against fucking g2 he was still convinced g2 were gonna win yeah. he would like we will there would be fucking three v like one v threes where g2 had one player left and he'd be like i would i'm still backing this player who was also 
at the bottom of G2's like tables yeah. and he'll be like yeah I I I genuinely think that Kanta Coretti can still like pull this one off uh, I just think you know I think Fnatic must be tilted at this point and it's like at what, like what? What do they have to do? If if they like they like they're in the losers bracket now. They lost to Team Solo mid this morning at two o'clock in the morning. I did not watch it, but like if they fucking if they beat MIPR or BDS, whoever the fuck they come up against, and then they beat I assume Dark Zero in the fucking following one, and then they beat probably Space Station in the following one, and then they beat fucking. Team Solo mid in the fucking grand finals. He would like if they're like fucking sitting there. They've won every map since. They'd be sitting there, and it's a one v five in the grand finals for fucking the entire thing. It's all gonna be down to like Fnatic are one fucking round away, and there's fifteen seconds left, and TSM have dropped the fucking diffuser, and they need to get across the map and pick it up. And or frag fire ace Kickstarter will be like, yeah, I just you know I just don't think Fnatic can win from here. I just don't see any way for them to you know to battle their way out of the hole they've dug for themselves of being significantly in the lead and having won everything the whole yeah. fucking time. Like he, I don't know what it is. Maybe he just doesn't like Fnatic. Maybe there were multiple times where. Uh, especially in that G2 match where one person died on Fnatic and he was like, oh, this... Yeah. Oh, okay, Fnatic's in a bad spot. This is 5-4, this game. Like, he he, he wrote them yeah. off. He specifically said as soon as one person died, they were out. Like, they lost that round. I saw him... Yeah. I, he's done that a bunch. He did it today as well when he was doing that. Like, he just... He, he's Nostradamusing every fucking round just to try and prove prove some sort of point. Um, and, and specifically, I remember that round... Uh, where it was like five versus three and he said exactly the same thing and Fnatic won that round. Yep. Like, yep. I don't know. He needs to stop. He's extremely negative <laughs> on his commentary. But only towards Fnatic. You know, like, I, I get that APEC, APEC is an, an underdog fucking region, right? But it's... it's I'm... I'm starting to think Dizzle might have fucked his mum. Yeah. There, there like, was a comment he that's made. That's my best guess. There was a comment he made about how the only reason Australia's are good at shooters is because they have to play the other APAC regions like Japan and Korea. That was a statement he made during one of the comment, like during one of the um, during one of the games. I remember him saying that. Like, meanwhile, in Counter Strike, there are two fucking top fifty teams uh top top 20 at the moment i think maybe i haven't looked at hlTV in a little while but like maybe top 20 25 like two teams like well up there we've got and they're full-blown like all the way fucking uh aussie but yeah don't worry about it forget about it uh yeah so it's one top 10 team and one and the Renegades are 21. So, yeah, two top 25 fucking teams in the world are Australian. So 10 players out of the top 25, which would be, what, 525, I guess? I don't fucking know. 125 players? Uh, that's, that's batting above 
average, considering there's only 23 million people in Australia. But, uh, yeah, no, we're only good because we play the other fucking regions um, who are obviously highly rep uh, well represented in in the same fucking split. Uh, tai Lu mm. is 26. That's, a, it looks like, the highest Southeast Asian team. Yeah, Tai Lu, 26. So not quite the top 25, but, you know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck Kickstarter. He's fuck. Anyway. His, uh, his commentary has been driving me fucking bananas. Every time he... I, I put out a tweet the other day saying that I'd love to watch Rainbow Six without the commentary. Hmm. And I didn't want to shit on any casters in that tweet. But it's his it's it's his casting that I want to be able to get rid of. I don't want to hear him anymore. Yeah. I would much prefer to just listen to the game sounds. Um, yeah. And it's if, if I'm being honest, he's a large reason why I tune out the fucking first portions of every fucking map so I don't have to listen to him fucking make inane predictions of where the next fucking round's gonna go. Like, the worst part is if Fnatic somehow do not, again, that way above their fucking level to make it through like they've they've definitely you know they've made the main stage or whatever um if they somehow don't then go on to win it all it'll somehow be evidence that he's correct that they you know they never should have gotten there it's it's fucking you know it's og all over again there are a lot of flukes in the sea right like anyone can catch a fluke like there's this people will fucking bend themselves over backwards to justify their their preconceived notions constantly and it feels like Fnatic every single time they play they have they run into someone who has written them off literally because they're from APAC mm. and then they do better than expected and it, like how many times does a team have to do better than expected for expectations to change. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I mean, th there's even things it's where crazy. Fnatic were doing unconventional layout, like strats and things like that, and he's complaining about, like, their setup not being default, <laughs> like, because they're yeah. trying something different or they're doing it, and then, like, shitting on them yeah. if it doesn't work. Um, yeah, that was, that was particularly true in that fucking villa map. Uh, against G2 because everyone was like the, the, most of the analysts were talking about how there was literally no tape on Fnatic for Villa mm. and then if you like the tape you could find from eight months ago was just them losing on it constantly mm. <laughs> and so but like they allowed Villa through and then they fucking won against on, on it against last year's champions but somehow everything they were doing on it was wrong like, yeah, uh, he was. I remember, like, he was complaining that they weren't doing default setups on defense, but they won five of their defense rounds. So maybe they had a plan. Their attack was a bit wonkier, but like, yeah, it's a default. It's a defense heavy map. Yeah, and maybe defaults aren't the only way to go about doing that map. Yeah, and yeah, literally in that map. He was that that fucking oh it drove me. Well, so there was another nice. part where Virtue shot someone through a wall, and rather than saying yeah. like it was a good shot, his immediate reaction was that 
oh, there's probably someone there all the time. Like that's that's an that's an easy shot to make because like he, he found, oh yeah that, that was on first Cafe, was just right? shooting and, through a wall. And the, <laughs> yeah, and also that that require like that still requires significant map knowledge. And but he also went on to say I can't remember who it was who was left on uh, G two, but he, he also went on to say that uh, her, like that player who's in a one v two just got unlucky and if he if he hadn't been shot through that wall yeah. would have won the round like whatever Dizzle joking? is doing needs he needs to stop <laughs> yeah like yeah maybe he fucked his sister as well I'm not sure like he's definitely fucked a lot of members of Kickstar's family because he's a pussy slinger <laughs> pussy hound but uh yeah uh, yeah anyway um so, uh, yeah, so, so Fnatic knocked out G2, which is a huge, huge win for them. Uh, but that put them up against uh, Team Solo Mid, who are, um, yeah, a very good North American team. And they played them this morning on um, Consulate first up, which was... I don't know whose map that was. I think it might have been TSM's, judging by the uh, <laughs> the picks recently. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, they got beat 2-7. to seven. Um, But in saying that, Fnatic won the first two rounds. And right. I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. This is going to go somewhere. And then Fnatic lost <laughs> every round after that, um, which sucked. Uh, and then the next up was Cafe. Fnatic did a bit better on this one, but they really struggled on defense. Um on this one, which was kind of their staple. This is like defense is where you want to really lock yourself in and get some easy wins. And and they struggled on offense. They only got one point where they went first. And then on defense, it kind of fell apart. Um, they they really had a problem on the middle middle floor, um, securing like basically they had a lot. They had trouble securing that top floor while they were on the. Yeah. Their, their bombs were on the middle because it meant that they were just getting picked off like TSM was shooting holes through oh, the, okay. the top floor and then just picking off players from the middle ground um, so right. they they, okay. they struggled on offense quite a bit um, but it was their defense that really let them down they just they couldn't hold that middle floor at all it just didn't go well for yeah. them um, they seemed to do pretty well on that top one they, they were getting away with some stuff but um yeah, the other team would just knock out walls and then shoot down on players, and it was going really badly for them. But in saying that, um, what I like out of this tournament is they finally put in a double elimination um, style format yeah. tournament for this one, which means that teams get a second chance, and you don't end up with teams that could possibly potentially be a second place, you know, the second best team getting knocked out. Um, early on so I mean there's still potential there for for Fnatic to come back and you know play them again um at some stage but we'll see I I really like what Fnatic's doing so they're they're playing extremely well and and they look so strong yeah here like and and a rainbow is clearly the best rainbow at this point Uh, there's no question about that the EU dominance is is over um, at the very least, the, well, I mean, G2's yeah, like in this tournament, G2's out, right? So, 
and yeah, um, but but we're guaranteed an NA like team in the fucking finals in the grand finals because mm. it's TSM versus Space Station now, um, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Dark Zero can can beat NIP because if I recall correctly, they beat them in the Pro League finals as well. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I do not recall correctly. NIP got knocked out real early in the Pro League finals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nevertheless, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Dark Zero can get up because they have been playing pretty fucking well. They won the group of death. Um, so yeah. Um, I don't know who Fnatic are going to have to play. Uh, the it's MIBR versus BDS at the moment. Um, is BDS the team that has some dude got banned for hacking, but it just turned out he was really good? Yeah. Is that game over, or is it still yeah. going? I think it's still All right. away. Yeah, so that's, an, that's a really cool story to watch if if um if it doesn't go through. So there's a guy in that scene that was banned for, uh, for cheating, um, and uh, they basically looked into it, and they the only thing they could determine was that he was potentially running macros. Um Right, and uh, there were pro players that were saying he was definitely cheating, uh, and this was on uh, on a uh, like a pro league online game, and then they saw some really odd things happening in his scripts where he was pressing the number four really quickly, and or too quickly right. to potentially be you know at human speeds, um, right, and so they ended up banning him for two years. Uh, and then he kept playing online. They banned him for two years professionally. He kept playing online, kept destroying people. Uh, yeah. And then they eventually looked into it a bit further. People released some, um, like looked into the way that this application was doing logs and found that it wasn't enough proof. Like they could replicate what he was doing. And so right. he ended up getting unbanned um, a year and a half into his two-year ban and uh yeah. and then started going to lands and just smashing people <laughs> uh, yeah. so yeah the idea was that he was potentially not cheating um so his team currently is in the uh lower bracket of the overall match so we'll see how they go anyway i think it's a cool story if he ends up going pretty far just as kind of like a fuck you he's doing really well um yeah. but it's 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 interesting to see like all these players saying that they thought he was cheating like he seemed to he's he was too quick of being able to shoot people like he's you know it just didn't seem like he was playing the way anyone else would um and then he went and did yeah. it on land and people were like all right well he's just ex- very elite <laughs> like extremely elite. like his mechanics of the game That's are insane saying. so yeah That's i sent bad. you guys a video so to cool. that you can read did you watch a video can sorry bring. um <laughs> but yeah I, I really dig that it's a it's a lower like, there's like a lower bracket in here as well for teams to come back and uh really good work from Fnatic they're they're top six at the moment I think um which is the first, furthest they've ever gotten at this stage of the game yeah, which right. is awesome um but they've come I mean it just shows you how well Ubisoft has done in esports in APAC yeah and, and by having yeah. a 
a dedicated team to put a lot of focus and attention on this region, just how well they can do up against these other teams if they're given the opportunity. Um, which is something that yeah. doesn't happen often at all. Like, I feel like they're they're the best at it. At this this sort of stage of where we're at at esports in this region. Yep. Yeah, it's it's fucking sick. Like, I yeah, and I mean, obviously, we love Rainbow Six esports. Uh, we love watching it, so uh, that makes it a bit easier. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very, very pumped. I I don't know when the fucking next fucking when their next battle is on. Who's this? One day and twenty. Uh, Fnatic playing again tomorrow. That's. Two days, two days from now. Yeah, second, there'd be a second match on the same. This time now stage. for you. Like three hours ago, apparently two and a half hours ago. So that's a reasonable time. Yeah, yeah. Do that. I can make that work. Yeah, it should, should be now. It says yeah. around about nowish. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was seven a.m. here, which is still early. I still got up, but um, right. they just didn't seem yeah energetic or. They were playing very strange. Um, Anyway, it's good fun to watch. I'm Mm. enjoying it so far. Um, Cool. All right, that was Rainbow Six Siege Invitational 2020. Should we talk about some Underlords quickly then? Let's do that. Um, Been playing a bunch of this still. Obviously had a a crew in there every couple of days, jumping in and playing uh, with a decent-sized group. So we've been doing some either knockout um which is one that job doesn't like but still digging a lot of knockout um played one game in standard which is maybe one of the most ridiculous games i've ever seen played by another player um they ended up going with a build that was brawny i think it was just purely brawny it might have been a mix of brute in there but i feel like it was just brawny um and I've never seen someone dominate so hard in that game. It was disgusting. They they managed to get some really early kills with their brawny characters and must have just figured, like, I'm going all in with <laughs> with brawny. Um, so the way brawny ends up working for people that aren't, aren't sure, you get this alliance, and for every kill that a brawny uh, hero has, they get, uh, in the first level, it's 15 extra health for each kill. And I think the second one is 30. Um, that's if you build up the whole alliance to its maximum potential. And yep. there was, um, I don't know, maybe eight brawnies on the board at one stage. Like he was just going brawny everyone. Like he didn't give a fuck. I don't know how much health these things had, but it was insane. It was fucking stupid. Yeah. There was, like, one character, which wasn't even his main damage dealer, that had, like, 94 kills. <laughs> and so, <laughs> that that's just the one character. So, that's, like, an extra 3,000 3, health. And then you've got, like, seven other characters on that board. There was just... Yeah. No one could do anything, because it was just so tanky. And then he would have, like, his... Um, like, Beastmaster just destroying people. Like, two Beastmasters on the board. Uh... And then, like, a bristleback just... The bristleback has so much health that you couldn't kill it. It would just 
it, its quills would be spraying out and that does like stacks like the more times it hits you yeah. the more damage it does each round and so it would just, he's got so much health he calculates it stacks stacks damage um, I think he ended up finishing the game on like 87 health or something and the next player 87. next to him was on like 25 and he just knocked him out in like one go uh, it was disgusting it, it was yeah, the right. stupidest thing I've ever seen and I was like fuck you I'm gonna try that uh, and then I got knocked out like first the next game I was just like alright fair enough power to you <laughs> you, you did well <laughs> on that one because <laughs> I thought it was just one of the most disgusting things I, I've seen in that game in a long time by just being like fuck was it this in- so this was in standard yeah this is just well, a right? standard I've been doing so many fucking dumb dumb strats in standard now like I am all about the oh, dumb yeah. strats in standard <laughs> I've been doing uh, my, my newest one has been uh, Legion Commander yeah. with it's only worked it's only worked once but oh my lord it worked oh my lord it was so good when it worked Legion Commander with uh, five spirits mm. And uh, I've I've dug all the way down into the perfect way to do the spirits. Uh, so you need a human first of all, so that they can get their mana up real quick. Uh, you need one more human right. on the board. Um, but uh, you don't you don't do it with earth spirits. You get your one earth spirit so you can finish the fucking right. alliance. And then storm spirits, um, just six storm spirits. <laughs> well, see the problem is right. You can't have more than two two stars uh, storm spirits. Um, because obviously hitting the third two star storm spirit makes him a three yeah. star, so you've got to do your two two stars and then yeah I, I round it out with two two star embers and one uh, one of each uh, of the so you go one storm spirit and one extra ember and it is just fucking triangles for days. It is triangles all day every day, but the 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 juice of it, provided you can keep Legion Commander alive long enough, uh, which is why... Uh, so the one time it worked, uh, I, I only had a Crystal Maiden as my uh, extra human. Uh, I couldn't find a fucking another fucking human. Uh, it wasn't working out for me. But I did have a, uh, a Stone Hall Pike on my Legion Commander. Uh, and... Uh, yeah we'd get like it'd go up right and they do their fucking triangle and invariably another triangle would be ready the moment that triangle ended and by then legion commander would have started her duel uh so she starts the duel and it would get triangled so she'd win the duel and she'd get the kill and so she was just getting chunked up and then once she finished her duel she would start doing she like her spirit alliance bonus is she does double damage yeah. after that, so she'd start just fucking wailing yeah. on cunts, and she'd be ready for a triangle, and invariably another triangle be ready. So then the triangle that happened is it's just fucking triangles all over the place. Uh, every other time I've tried to do it, uh, it has not worked out mm. so well because for whatever reason my fucking uh, my spirits. I try it with Earth spirits, and he is his fucking cooldown on his on his rock so long is I think it's so like 12 fucking seconds. long <laughs> oh my god he's he's fucking useless right like 
just get rid of the silence on the rock, right? And just have it come in and do damage and halve the fucking CD on it. Because otherwise he's fucking pointless. There's no reason to have him. Having a giant silence on him is cool as a tank, but he's terrible as a spirit. So, uh, yeah, the other thing I did was uh, once I got a void spirit, um, I just fucked a spirit off. I, it didn't matter. Like, I, I, I just needed the alliance. I needed the alliance to yeah. exist, and a spirit sucked fucking dick, so... Just get rid of him. And yeah, uh, Void Spirit. I don't think Void Spirit's that good. As five golds go, I don't think he brings that... Like, compared to the other five... Like, if you had a fucking Disruptor instead... Or, like, pick literally any fucking other five star... And I think he's better than... Like, he's probably the worst five star, uh, five gold, rather. In my opinion, right? Like, Gyro is better. Gyro's way better. Reduce is way better. Disruptor's way better. Uh... Void, no, uh, Templar, whatever the fuck, I don't know, the dude who does the Templar prison? Oh, the assassin? Yeah. Oh, whatever um, his name is, Templar? I was uh, thinking of, um, you keep seeing Void Spirit, and so now it's in my, my brain. Yeah, I know. I, I can't. But he's, he's got, like, Void in his name, doesn't he? I can't remember either. Anyway, whatever his name is, he's, like, pretty situational, but pretty fucking good. If you've got, like, the... If you've got assassins, right? Uh, he's good. Templar Void or Templar... I don't fucking know. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> you've got my brain on me. Templar stuff. Assassin. No, that's not it. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I need to look it up because I'll be here forever. Yeah, I'm doing it. Ace Underlords. Faceless Underolds. Void. Oh my god. Faceless Void. Yep. There we go. It's because you he kept does, saying Void does. Spirit, and then I was like, Void something. I know, void, I know. Void? That's, that's what was fucking me on it as well. Like, there's definitely a Void in there somewhere, and it's not Faceless Void Spirit. Um, anyway. So, uh, yeah. He's still better, right? If you've got Assassins, he's way better. But I would say he's still better than just general Void Spirit. I just don't think he brings that much to the table. Uh, but he still brings way more to the table than fucking Earth Spirit. He can go fuck himself. Yeah, that's my that's my opinion. Anyway, so yeah, no, no, you like Void Spirit? What's his like? Yeah, fifteen. Uh, sorry, a hundred percent would. So he doubles all their damage. That's why you want him because as the Ace of Spirits, all of the spirits start doing way yeah. more damage, which is fucking. And, insane, and he does the armor right? bonus. He's more like a support at that stage. Yeah, like what's his, what's what's dissimilate do? He, he reduces your armor uh, by ten. Exits one, which is a lot. Yeah, right. For five seconds though, and it's not that Ta much. ten is a lot. Ten is I, a, a lot. That's like more than second star, than two alliances of. Um, oh fuck! I can't even remember the name anymore. Um, we're good at this. Heartless. Heartless. Because yeah. that's nine. That's nine, yeah. But it's only on... It's one target. It's not everyone. Like, Heartless is across everyone. And by that time, you've definitely got fucking... If you're going Heartless, you've got two heart... Uh, you got enough for two-star Heartless, right? Or two-tier Heartless, yeah. rather. Two-star, two-gold, two-tier. There's so many fucking layers to this shit. It's very fucking infuriating. Yeah. Anyway, um... <clears throat> so, yes, anyway, um... Yeah, it's 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 some, but it's not fucking tons, and it's only five seconds. It's not like permanent. Like anyway, um, 
He's, he's like he's good. I'm I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying if there was another ace on the fuck, if you could take another mm. ace, you'd take it. Oh right? yeah, like, the gyro for sure. <laughs> Medusa. Who else is then? Enigma. Enigma isn't that good at the moment. Lich, Lich is pretty good. Uh, I haven't seen Techies. Techies is Techies an hand. No, they got rid of him. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, Lich, Lich is pretty good, but yeah, you desperately need all all those aces. Uh, you need all the fucking. He's terrible with just fucking one tier of magic, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, he just doesn't do enough. Uh, the only my best memory of Lich, best memory of Lich, is uh. I lost a game against Drew uh, because he had Anasix doing that fucking clone thing hmm. and uh, I two-starred Lich and uh, he, stole <laughs> he, he stole the Lich of all the people to like if he'd stolen anyone else a I level would two assassin fucking Lich balls fucking with fucking the refresher just fucking punting yeah. all of my fucking team oh, I, this is bad yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I've I've one hundred percent been having a lot of fun experimenting. It's just dumb. Yeah. Sh- My problem shit. is I keep doing because uh, I play ranked, and so I uh, yeah. I'll, I'll get oh, like doing it in ranked. six rounds in and be like, oh, what if I do this? And then I I get like ten more rounds in. And I'm like, oh, this is fucked. Like I shouldn't have done this. I should have just stuck with, with proper builds. <laughs> like if I want to do dumb shit, I'll go play uh, go play standards. All casual, all casual, all the time. I've been playing ranked in knockout. Oh, okay, yeah. Because it seems like the dumbest fucking. I play much. ranked knockout. Um, <laughs> I get so upset playing uh, knockout's just a fucking crapshoot. I I've been playing ranked because I want to learn how to play ranked well. I keep getting fucking every time we play with like fucking seven or eight people in the channel and we play knockout. I'm always f- f- the first one out. <laughs> Uh, and it drives me fucking bananas. So I went and decided to learn how to play Don't knockout. Play and... <laughs> Don't play in knockout ranked. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I haven't lost a game oh, okay. in knockout ranked uh, in the last, I think, oh, I think maybe a 10 win yeah. streak? I don't know. Like, not, like, fourth. Like, not top four. I have yeah. won. Oh, well, you, you'll probably games. get to a point uh, where you're like, yeah, fuck this. Because I get to the point where I like oh, win yeah, like not? three, and then I get eighth place to like four games in a row. Well, okay, fair enough. That's that's definitely going to be coming. But uh, as it stands at hmm. the moment, uh, everyone I'm playing against is, is kind of garbage, and also I feel like I know what I need to do to win at knockout yeah. now, and that is find a three star terror blade and like. <laughs> uh, because I just force that shit every single time. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, really. I just force those, those two. Like, if you get a fucking Stonehall anything mm. in Knockout, it's good luck. Good luck to everyone else. I had one yesterday where I lost my first three games. So I was on one heart, and I won that game because I did not lose. A, obviously, I, I could not lose a single game after that. But I got a fucking Stonehall right. cape. Uh, and I got a two-star Terror Blade yep. uh, in my fourth game. And I put the cape on the Terror Blade. And then by the end of the game, uh, he... I think he had four times his regular yeah. health. Uh, and could not be killed. Like, just couldn't... They, they would, like... Literally, it would be just him at the end, standing there, 
throwing and just not even caring. Like it, he would get full slowed down. Uh, like they, they they were using like disables on him, and he'd be stunned, and he'd just stand there, and he'd just eat shit, and then he'd start killing cunts yeah. again, and it would just happen over and over and over again. Um, yeah, there was that. Uh, Legion Command is pretty good in Knockout. It's, yeah, it's just a it's a crapshoot, yeah. right? Like that game, I started, and I had the option. All three of my fucking starting options had Eilons. And I do not go Eidolons in Knockout because someone's definitely going brawny and Eidolons Feed them. are yeah. just brawny food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, no Eidolons. Uh, so, yeah, no Primordials at all. So I re-rolled and I got the option of two more fucking priority Primordials and a Human Legion Commander mix. So it was... No. I, I had to go to the Legion Commander. It was awful. It was terrible. I'm like, what, what, what fuck? You should have went Primordial. Anyway, I should have gone Primordials. So I go fucking, I go to the Legion Commander, and it's Legion Commander is one of the humans, and it's like four four human combo. Crystal Maiden, uh, Lycan, which I was pretty happy with, to be honest. Uh, and who was my fourth? Ah, oh, Omni Knight. Oh, okay, yeah, this tank, yeah. And then my fifth character was Tinker. What? What does Tinker bring to the fucking table? Damage. How is he a human or a fucking Legion ca- <laughs> commander? But he doesn't fucking... He doesn't do either of the two. Like, yeah. that's... What was he doing there? Just give me a fucking another human. Why the fuck does that matter? Oh, but they're too high a level. Oh, like, good lord. What a fucking dick punch that was. Like, I'm just... Oh, I like... Come on. Mm. Who, who could they have given me? Who's a low human that they might have given me? Uh, maybe maybe they're... Oh, they didn't have any options. All the other humans are fucking four yeah. gold. <laughs> Keeper of the Light, Dragon Knight, Kunkka, and Sven. Yeah, okay. So they're like, well, we're not giving them a four gold. Just give them a fucking... I don't give a fuck. Scrappy. Who cares? Scrap. Just fucking tinker it. Mm. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, that was a that was that was dumb. I sold him immediately and replaced him with uh, a warrior with a um, a pudge, and then the next round I found a terror blade, uh, and so I replaced the ter- the pudge with the terror blade. And have yeah, you I just have you used there. a three star tinker in knockout? It's dumb. No, it's a good. You should have kept yeah. Tinker. Really? You stick you stick like, the, the cloak on him and that's oh it. Yeah. You've won. <laughs> His cooldown, I think it's zero point two seconds. What? Uh, on three star. Uh, let me point five. Zero, zero point five. It was I think oh, it was zero point two and they nerfed it because he was just fucking destroying <laughs> people. Yeah, right. That's insane. He's still pretty That's good. Cold. I mean, Scrappy is is the is the new knight, basically. At the moment, like, yeah, you see Wiener Babies going fucking Scrappy as soon as like forcing Scrappy in games yeah. now because yeah, people just tend to win with it. I suppose it's because they get to the three star tinker and he starts fucking destroying. He's that fucking that picture of the plane that has all those fucking flares coming out of it <laughs> except instead of flares they're missiles 
Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think they'll yeah. end up changing. I, well, I want them to change that way the spirit spirits work because I'm seeing a lot of the same thing you were t- talking about, like the going spirits, but with like two ember spirits and like two um, storm spirits. Uh, yeah. And that's hard to deal with because that triangle does so much damage and when they're just constantly going like there's not really much you can do with it um i think they'll nerf it like it's already half like if they fixed it so that it would stop triangling nothing at all then i would accept a nerf but the times when it just does nothing when it they form a triangle on nobody and you're like yeah right okay well, guess I'll die then. That feels bad. That's like uh, I've been, I've been. But that's generally because you've got your spirits set up in the wrong spot. Like you've got to spread them out so they're not like next to each other. No, that's not the problem. No, that's not the problem. That's not how the the, the spirits work by jumping to the edges of the map uh, from where they are, and then the third. The, whoever triggers third will jump to make a triangle on the away side of the map so certainly you don't want them next to each other so that they don't like make a tiny very narrow triangle but the problem is that when the third spirit jumps to say you've got like <clears throat> say the the fucking chessboard is there right and everyone's fighting in the fucking top left Mm. half right if the fucking third spirit jumps to the bottom right half then that triangle will hit nothing and that's the problem right it doesn't like certainly you can fix it with some positioning by not having yeah a really narrow triangle but if the third spirit still jumps to the wrong half it will it will fuck you every time it doesn't matter if it it's narrow if it's wide or whatever yeah like if you if you got the widest fucking triangle in the world and it's on the wrong half of the fucking board because everyone's clustered up in the fucking top you're screwed yeah. uh you're gonna it's, it's not gonna do any damage and it's a uh, yeah I, th- I think they'll change the how that positioning works and then also they'll change something so that you can't trigger it constantly <laughs> some sort of cooldown on it maybe I'm seeing a lot know. of people do that at the moment. Like there'll be three people hilarious. picking spirits and just running spirits, and that is it. Because it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, um, what I forgot to say about knockout is that I was watching videos and reading up on how to be better at knockout, right. and all all these people who've made big boss or lord in knockout, they all say the same thing. Uh, you have to be prepared to you're going to lose games from bad hmm. luck uh, a lot a lot more than regular on the lords you'll just lose games to yeah. bad luck because uh, you've yeah. got less control over what you're getting like yeah. some synergies just don't, don't work like the thing you're talking about like uh, primordial druids or something like that <laughs> you're like alright well I guess we're playing this yeah and then other times yeah. you'll be like scrappy warlocks you're like cool let's do that because that sounds like a nightmare to deal with <laughs> when you're the other team yeah yeah, yeah. anyway um yeah anyway love and underlords would love to get a full eight player game 
in because I'm doing the I, I think I said this last week but I'm reviewing it for GameSpot and I would uh, love to yeah do a full eight player game just just a, a couple of rounds uh, just see what that's like so if we can organise that that'd be rad get everyone in um, but yeah anyway alright let's see what we can do I don't know if we've got that many maybe I think we do. Drag yes. some people in. All right, should we do... Some, is that everything? Yeah. I think it is. That is? All right, should we do some news, then? Let's do it. Okay. Have some drink. Uh, first up, The Division 2. Some new DLC... Or first expansion is coming out for that one. Um, Warlords of New York. So this kind of... Uh, was teased a little while back when they was talking about the next season of the division two heading over to Coney Island. Um, and, uh, since then they've announced this brand new expansion pack, which we, uh, Warlords of New York, where you'll be going back to lower Manhattan or where you'll be going to New York, but this time in lower Manhattan. Um, and they're putting in a bunch of new areas and it's four new regions. Um, New missions, new weapons, new gear, all that sort of stuff, which sounds pretty cool. Um, and this time is it'll be like a um, yeah something a little bit different, some new scenery for for the game people like. On top of that, they'll be redesigning the way the um, they talked about like streamlining the gearing system a little bit more again, um, make it easier for people to to read. Um, they're adding in like new abilities, new factions again. Um, so I think the cleaners are making a return, which were a, a faction from the original division. And um, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, that's that's basically where they're, going, where, where they're going with this. Their first paid DLC after releasing the game a a year ago. Well, I guess in conjunction with it'll be about a year since release. So since then they've been doing like free DLC passes. Um, and then on top of that, there is a season uh, episode which has been released, should be out by the time you, you hear this, uh, which is the Coney Island uh, season, and that'll be out right now. You can jump in and play that. Um, right. But I'm definitely interested to check this out. It sounds pretty cool. Um, I bought a second copy of the game because it was going for $3 on everywhere. You could go into a GameStop over here and buy it for three bucks. <laughs> um, it was on right. UPlay for three dollars, Amazon, everywhere. It, it was I don't know what was going on, but they managed to get down to three dollars. And uh, my wife has been asking me that she wants to play a co-op game, but a shooter. Um, and that I wrote a bunch of games down on a list, and that was on there. And so it went up for three bucks. And I was like, all right, well, I'll sold <laughs> easy i'll buy yeah, that right. one um so i'll be jumping back into that at some stage to check out how that's going that that game's going but i'm sure we'll have a group go back Seems in and, like... and play some more division because we all uh, really enjoyed it when we were playing i don't think it went that cheap in australia right um it might have just been a american, american thing. thing but yeah all well, the sites were running it over here as well Eighty nine ninety five for on you play 
here and 44.95 for the, the expansion. Right. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's gone down. Maybe it's gone it's still. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. It says it's gone for a month. Maybe you can use a VPN. I haven't tried it, but uh, it says here a month. It's three bucks. So I don't know. I think that's pretty good. Pretty good deal. <laughs> it's a. I think it's ninety-five percent off. It says on their site. So um, that's awesome. Anyway. I, I think uh, we'll probably have a, a team that goes in and, and checks that out again at some stage. Um, I'm interested to see like how they have changed. Um, like they learned a lot between division and division two in terms of level layouts and like a lot of verticality in DC at least. Like it, it just didn't feel like a flat area when you were running around in the streets. Uh, but because it is back in Manhattan, I don't know how that sort of shapes what they're going to do. Like, is it just going to be flat ground again and uh, you're going into buildings and running around vertically in those ones. Um, so I really like the, you know, being able to not just be on plain, plain level with everybody, like being able to climb up walls and shoot down from people and that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, looks good. I'm keen. After that, we've got Call of Duty Modern Warfare Season 2 has started as of uh, yesterday a massive update which was 68 gigabytes um they have repackaged the game and um basically trying to make future updates smaller so this is something remember see if they did something similar a while back yeah yes. so these guys have done the same yep. sort of thing to make their updates smaller by repackaging right. from the sounds of it the entirety of the game again uh but anyway so this one entails a bunch of new maps uh, they've gone back and redesigned some of the older maps. One of the most interesting aspects of this is some of the maps, um, they've started removing the verticality from them, like open windows and things like that. So maybe they're going back right. on a bunch of that stuff, which is an interesting choice for them because they were really hammering home about how they're opening up or all those other maps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a bunch of new weapons in there as well. Uh, but the biggest thing I feel like from this one is that there is a teaser trailer in the game uh, when you fire it up in relation to, I guess, what's to come or what is Season 2 going to be about. And it looks like there's going to be a Battle Royale at some stage. Um, it's it's basically yeah. a, a team of, uh, I think it's three people, um, talking uh, about being attacked and, and all this sort of stuff. And then eventually the camera like zooms out to the outside of this building and you see uh destruction going on all around this airport some sort of explosions happening and then a plane flies by and out the back four people jump out and start parachuting down uh and then off in the distance you can see a green gas circle sort of closing in and it's something they're talking about earlier on that this gas is closing in on them um yeah they still haven't confirmed there's a battle rail for this game, but no. <laughs> but and, ref and they refuse to confirm. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, yeah, but the other thing is like they have had leaks for a long time about this battle rail game uh, that have I think uh, not I think Raven have been working on it for a while. Um, we talked to right. them about it when we, we 
when we went up for yeah. the the preview event multiplayer event they uh they've had leaks come out in terms of the map um when we were at that multiplayer preview remember there was like this the actual menu screen was three it was split into three there was multiplayer there was was it campaign and then there was like a third yeah. one and it was there was but there was nothing there you couldn't and i was like what is this like there's something supposed to be here and then the game was released and that was gone like when I, when i reviewed it that third bit was gone it was just like the two there now or the you know however many there yep. was it was four or three uh but the, the extra one that was on the side was no longer to be seen when i did the the review event um and then we're at a stage where every time like people started data mining and that sort of stuff uh at one point um somebody was like there's a they got into a, a map a really large map and it turned out to be the um i guess what was what's considered the battle royal map and it was all the spec ops missions <clears throat> uh like joined together uh and well that's something i commented on about when i reviewed it. i was like spec ops feels like they took the battle royale map and then made a bunch of self-contained like missions in there <clears throat> and then yep. so that stuff leaked and then people pieced together that like the spec op missions are in this large map and then people like started glitching into that giant map and running around um yeah and, and they've had a leaky boat ever since then but they still refuse to admit there's some sort of battle royale happening but then this trailer comes out and you can see that it's that it's the same map like you can see the stadium in the background and the airport and that sort of stuff so it's coming we just don't know when and what it's gonna entail in terms of is it gonna be a free-to-play um i was hoping it is but at this stage i'm not convinced i i don't think it's gonna be doesn't look likely no it looks like it's gonna be a um maybe a march drop or something like that or at least maybe a couple of weeks until we hear something about it some sort of like stealth drop yeah. either way i'm still gonna play it so yeah 100 percent. i'm i mean shit we're gonna have to whenever it fucking comes out because uh apparently the my favorite rendition of fucking battle royale has decided that they don't want to do that anymore they don't want to be a battle royale game anymore mm. PUBG announced this week that they are doing team deathmatch as a new mode which yeah as a brand new mode uh released today yeah. i believe uh with version 6.2 and that is to me the final nail i think that to me says that whoever is in charge at pubg corp of driving the ship that is pubg i mean we've spoken about this we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago that we you know that i certainly and, and you agreed they they don't have any idea of like they don't have the same fucking vision of what they did they're, they're not trying to make the same game anymore they're not trying to make PUBG anymore they're trying to make some other fucking game um, we talked about you know adapt and survive and, and react and survive and the difference between those those two things but team deathmatch to me is such a dramatic divorce from the pure concept of what PUBG is but it, like that that to like it, it is to me like the final fucking 
now. Like, it, it, there's no coming back from this. This is this is Daisy deciding to put in single player. It is not just like not just something that I don't mm. want. Which games can have things I don't want. I don't have a problem. Like you know, I don't have to play every part of a game, right? Like, uh, it, yeah, there's there's plenty of fucking like I don't want to play fucking knockout in underlords so i just don't play fucking knockout right i'm only playing it because i'm reviewing it but yeah if i don't like knockout then i just don't play knockout it's pretty fucking easy right like there's that's not a problem right but what it, it speaks to is a philosophy behind what what team that match speaks to is a philosophy behind uh at, at the core of PUBG that is divorced from what the game should be the yeah like I, I mentioned daisy and single player because it, it was the same thing right the thinking that goes into adding single player and daisy right is so divorced from the what the experience of daisy was supposed to be right you cannot arrive at single player for daisy without having made a very wrong turn at some point hmm. along the way and you cannot arrive at team deathmatch for PUBG without having arrived and, and like I guess the difference is that it wasn't as well signposted it's very much like being on a highway and you make you get you take the wrong fucking off ramp and suddenly you're on another highway and you know this you know back in the days of the fucking Refidex right when you didn't have a GPS and a camera and a personal computer and a like you know instant messaging device that also happens to have make phone calls um on you at all times you'd have to like fucking look it up in a book and you'd be like well i want to go here and then you fucking trace your fucking path all the way back and if you happen to take a wrong turn at some point and you were completely unaware of where you were it's like being in Japan, right? And taking the wrong train in Japan, right? And if, you know, you don't speak Japanese and you're not very familiar with the fucking metro system, the subway system, it's pretty easy to get lost. It's, once you do understand how it all works, it's like Japan's fucking phenomenal and so easy to get around, but that brief period of time, it's very easy to get on the wrong train. Uh, and yeah, you can get back to where you were, but you've got to go back, mm. right? Anyway, the point I'm making is... Yeah, you get on the wrong off-ramp and you just continue along. And all the signs are in a language you don't understand and you like they don't have route markers or whatever the fuck. So you're not aware that you're heading in the wrong direction. But every now and then you see a sign come up. And the sign is like, Sandhawk. And you're like, Sandhawk? Sandhawk doesn't sound right. Sandhawk doesn't... I don't know if... <sighs> I, I looked, when I was looking at the Refidex, I do not remember mm. Sandhawk. Right? And then you drive, you keep, but you keep driving. You're like, uh, it's probably just, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure, it, like, we took the right, we took the right turn. We're good. And then you see another one. It's Karakin. You're like, that definitely sounds wrong. But uh, I just don't know. I, just, I'm, I would like, we're sort of stuck anyway, right? Like, we, we kind of like, we could turn it all around if we get off on the next off ramp. If we take the next off-ramp and we grab the Refidex out and we work out where the fuck we're supposed to be going, maybe we can turn this all around. 
And then, but the person driving the car is like, nah, we're good. Don't worry about it. We know where we're fucking going. We're, we're going, going towards. This is, this is where I want to We're going towards battle, yes. battle Royale Chess now. This is where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> We've teamed up with Might and Magic. Um, <laughs> no, I, this, this is good. We, I know where we're going. Don't worry about it. We don't need to fu- put the fucking Refidex back underneath the seat, motherfucker. And then you go, and then there's the next sign. Off ramp is team deathmatch, and you're like, that's wrong. That is flat out wrong. I remember looking, right? I remember looking in the Refidex, right? When I was looking at the fucking map, it said, if you go, if you're going to team deathmatch, you've gone the wrong fucking way. You've got no idea where you're going anymore, right? We were supposed to be heading towards Battle Royale, and team deathmatch is literally in the opposite direction, right? literally in the opposite direction you don't know where you're going anymore and that's what's happening here because like battle royale literally evolved from people who didn't want to play team deathmatch anymore right how the fuck do you arrive at fucking team deathmatch in a game that evolved out of not playing team deathmatch that's fucking stupid. It's so fucking dumb. They have no fucking clue what the fuck they're trying to achieve anymore. They're so divorced from their original intention. It, it is it is literally fucking D&D taking fucking uh, George R. R. Martin's vision for the end of fucking Game of Thrones and then being like, ah, oh, we can get it done in six fucking... We'll get it done in six episodes and just, uh, by the way, fucking Bran Stark's the new king or some shit. I don't fucking know. Let's take our money and make a Star Wars movie, baby. Like, that's... They've got no fucking idea anymore. They they may... Ne- like, the people in charge now never had a fucking clue what they're fucking supposed yeah. to be doing. They're so fucking divorced from what it was supposed to... Like, how the fuck do you make a team... How the fuck do you compete against Fortnite... Made by Epic Games, a fucking company who has a fucking long tradition in team deathmatch games with Unreal tournaments. Why? Why hasn't Fortnite? Why isn't there Fortnite team deathmatch? Where's that? It's 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 weird that the team the the company that has a fucking long history, a storied history in team deathmatch, wouldn't then make a fucking it's. It's almost like they know that's not the right path. And people are like, fucking, oh, yeah, like, don't worry about... It's just gonna... People are just gonna use it to warm up before a fucking game. You know, it's... It's it's wrong for fucking a billion different reasons, but first of all, right, that's that's, that's not how you warm up. That's not how you would warm up because the... Either they make a team deathmatch game with a fucking 10, 20 tick rate that drop. Oh, sorry, a, a fucking eleven tick, tick rate that raises to twenty by the end of the fucking map, right? Over the course of the fucking, or you're not warming up under the net coding like fucking experience that you're going to get when you play a fucking game, right? Like it's it's not the same fucking thing. You don't get sixty tick rate. So either they're making a fucking. TDM mode with terrible fucking netcode on purpose so that you can actually use it to warm up 
or you're going to be warming up in an environment where you are landing shots that you will not hit in the live environment. That's a bad warm-up experience. That's not how you warm up. Holy shit. It'd be like if you were a fucking... If you're a kicker in the NFL and you went into a fucking wind tunnel to warm up uh, where they eliminated all fucking wind and then you walked out onto the field and tried to kick a fucking field goal and you're like, how come the ball's moving different? Yeah, because it's a fucking different environment. It's a completely fucking different experience. That's not how the fucking game works. Holy fucking shit. And then, oh yeah, well, it's 4v4. It's got the best gunplay. I would love the gunplay. Fucking, that's, it doesn't fucking matter that you don't you're supposed to fucking use different weapons team deathmatch doesn't fucking do that that's not how fucking team deathmatch it's supposed to be about positioning PUBG is supposed to be about positioning and fucking oh my hmm. god like a, there's no fucking anyway so I guess the point is they've got yeah. no fucking clue I mean I it's understand. something we've been PUBG. saying for a while they just don't I think since the game's come out they've had a bad they like sort of stumbled their way into what this game is and what it should be. I mean, the proof is you look at Karakin, and, and that's just completely different from where they started by having oh let's yeah. let's put a two by two map in there now, and then removing one of their larger maps because oh, our data says people don't like that. Well, where were yeah. you getting this information from? Uh, it's yeah they just don't seem to know and like the cheating issue how many times you have to bring up the cheating issue they i talked to PUBG player unknown two years ago and asked him about cheating in the game and like why would won't they implement something like fair fight alongside battle eye and their their excuse yeah. for that was that i guess the excuse was it was going to be too expensive for them but they were going to incorporate their own they were going to design their own like fair fight algorithm sort of system and that never got done, and so the game is just riddled with people cheating that are getting ban- banned for two days and then showing up again two days later and still cheating. Like the amount of posts I've yeah. seen on the front page, or like pros talking about uh, it on Twitter, saying that they reported this guy and they were banned for two days and now they're back on again using the same account. Um, they just released this team deathmatch mode while there's a issue that I've experienced as well in my game where you get like a sudden frame drop all of a sudden and for about three or four seconds yeah. the game is unplayable and if that happens during a fight you're pretty much dead uh, the dead. last yeah. update I saw about them that specific issue which was today or last night uh, was that they don't know what's causing it and they haven't fixed it yet like they, they actually don't know what's what's happening with it yeah <laughs> Like they, they said, like, it's a top it's top priority that. to fix that issue, but they don't know what's causing it. And yet they're here releasing yeah. all this other content, like Team Deathmatch, and splitting their player base again, which is an issue they're having. Mm. They've removed uh they've removed another queue in North America because player issues. So there's now only one queue in North America, which is just all random. So that's back to the start. Cool. So yep. Yeah. You've been dumped down to what OCE has. Yeah. Uh, like that's that's all we ever get is all random. Um, yeah. The um, the other thing is like, you go and look at um, uh, what was I gonna say? I'm having a mental blank here. I've lost it. 
go and look at. I've lost it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, like they, yeah, they just they have literally no idea. Oh, what that doing. was the thing. Um, I just remembered. You, you go and look at um, like Steam charts and look at their play account. Oh yeah, they're they're at the lowest they've been since July 2017, which is yep. their average player count. It's before the game was released. Um, before it went 1.0. Yep. There was a post that I put up on the Discord page about Wacky Jackie, who's a content creator, probably the most famous content creator for PUBG, um, yeah. saying that, oh, this will be the first time in since the release of PUBG that PUBG has had an increase in player count for, th- for the three straight months, and uh, yeah. which was December, November, and then would have been this month, January. And uh, I clipped that, and he said this in January, as just before they released the map, and uh, the player count has yep. dropped by ten percent, which is more than the combined increase for the two months before that. So it didn't increase three months straight, and it dropped by ten percent. <laughs> like, yeah, and not to mention that was that's such a fucking like, holy shit! What a positive spin. Yeah on what, sh- what is ultimately fucking terrible. Um, yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, some shit, man. Like, Jesus Christ. Obviously, PUBG is still extremely um, popular, but it's it's whittling. Like, it's... You look at Steam charts at the moment, and there are currently more players playing three. Siege. It's, it's dropped down a fourth. Yeah, at the moment. Uh, down a fifth, it's fifth, Yeah. It's fifth behind... Counter Strike, which obviously, Dota Two, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, and Rainbow Six. Well, just after the PGC, we were talking about how it was number one again. It was back in number one, and now it's down in fifth. Like it was in a place where it was basically like locked at third, at least in third, and now, yeah, it's it's dying, like. And they keep making decisions that push people, like push the people who were enjoying playing it away. They like, or at least in at, at least in fucking Western regions, it's pushing people who are enjoying playing mm. it away. You know, maybe this is a matter of our Western perspective that ultimately they don't care. We are not the fucking yeah. target audience. Yeah. They don't care that they're bleeding players in North America and bleeding players in OCE and yeah, in Europe. They just don't care. They're just like, well, but we keep getting more players in China. Uh, so, you know, it appears to be working in China. Uh, so we'll just keep doing that. But if that's the case, why keep pitching that this is the game that Westerners want? Why not just fucking abandon like, just fucking stop with the pretense and just be like, no, this is, you know, this isn't for you anymore. Yeah. Fine, right? Like, again, not every game has to be for me. I'm okay with that. But I I bought this game when it was for me and... and now it's so different. You know, it was our fucking... It was our <laughs> game of the year, the year it came out, right? Because of the dominant... Uh, you know how much it dominated our fucking play experience and now 
it's nothing like that game anymore. We can't we can't even play that version of that game anymore. It's fucking dead. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've understood. they like uh, again. They so they they increased. I'm looking at the numbers now. They increased in November and December total twenty thousand players, and they released a new map in January, which should have given them a boost, and they dropped by thirty four thousand mm. players, thirty three thousand players. Yeah. That's it. Like, yeah. But more people than me were... Well, I, I think I remember that Karakum weekend was when I stopped playing. When I realized I didn't like Karakum, I still hated Sandhawk. And I was just having and a And they remove the another big map <laughs> from, from the mix. Yeah. And so now you're forced to play two yep. smaller maps. Yeah. On a game that is plagued by cheaters still that they don't seem to want to do anything about. Like, you can't say cheating is a priority and then two years later still not have a solution for it. Yeah. 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 Because it's not. It's not a priority, clearly. They just no. don't seem to care. Anyway, there's our weekly Fuck Bob G rant again. It's back on. Again. It's back yep. on. Uh I'm sure we'll talk about it more at some stage. Um, next up, we've got uh, E3 announcements. Um, uh, E3 is being... Uh, I guess we'll see an official lineup within the next day or two. It looks like the website's about to go live. But since then, uh, it leaked anyway because their website wasn't protected properly. Um, so people went on, jumped on their website, and they had a list stored on their server, which is quite funny considering what happened last year. That is a fucking common uh, and people line. got the yeah. exhibit list from them, uh, from that from that server. Right. Um, this is after they announced, put up a public announcement saying that they've redesigned their website and made it more secure and all this stuff after doxing journalists last year. Uh, yeah. And and so today, uh, Jeff Keeley, who has been a uh, a long time games journalist. Uh, has announced that he will no longer or he won't be going to E3 this year for the first time in 25 years and he won't be hosting the E3 Coliseum which he's done for the last couple of years as well um, yep. and in doing so has put on a bunch of sort of like developer interviews and uh, like walkthroughs of games and that sort of stuff sort of insider access to what's going on in the world of games um, and not necessarily diving into the reasonings behind other than that the direction they're taking is not the one that he thinks is one they should be doing. Um, so, some people have asked like specifically more details about that, but he hasn't really talked about it. It seems like potentially <laughs> like he's he's trying to make a stand as to they need to change, and he's not helping them anymore in in, in this yeah. stuff, which is which is good good on him, I guess. Um, he's announced that like he's still working with the Gamescom teams on their stuff. Um, so again, this seems like, you know, finally talking about PUBG Corp and them not understanding the direction they should be going, but the ESA not really getting an evolving sort of medium in, in games and knowing what to do with their giant convention anymore. It's dead, I think. It's dead. I mean... Yeah, like, I don't think Jeff Keighley not going is, 
you know but it's him publicly coming out and the full step but yeah another person it's this <laughs> yeah it's literally just another fucking another fucking full stop uh another nail they're just fucking going all in on nailing no playstation no jeff xbox reinforced that they were going but like it'll be just xbox yeah stuff. and and they have their own thing that they do outside of that anyway because they're next door they can afford to yeah. do it they own the building yeah. <laughs> it's not hard for them um yeah yeah it's going to be interesting to see what the next couple of years look like because they're they're losing a lot of people at that thing and uh they don't seem to care much and I think this is going to be a year where a lot of journalists put their foot down as well by them not apologizing uh, about what happened last year. They didn't apologize at all. They recently commented on it, but they never. there's no apology about it. Right. That's yeah. fucked. Um, anyway, so there's E3. I'm sure we'll talk about uh, that a bit more as well coming up once we hear some more detail about what's going on. Um, I don't know if you saw like yep. the leaks that were coming out, but there's stuff on there in relation to um, like a premium pass that you can get. And I don't have it up at the moment, but I'll find it because I want to read it out to you because I think it's fucking ridiculous what this premium pass costs. It was $1,000 for a premium pass. That gets you three days into the expo. It gets you access to their VIP lounge, which provides a quiet atmosphere. Um, oh, where you can check your emails and access business cards and uh, concierge services. So I'm excited. Uh, it also allows you to get to a website to book your E3 hotel reservations. You, Oh, what? It's just a, it's just a okay. hotel booking site where they've got yeah, deals. But it's, yep. but, so it's basically the, the whole press thing. Probably. It's everything you get with a press pass for yep. a thousand. Bucks. Oh no, there's more. Everything you there's get. More. Oh, right. <laughs> there's uh there's catering for breakfast and lunch every day. All right. Oh. Um, there is an exclusive industry CEO VIP reception, so some sort of talk. There is a daily networking VIP lounge, uh, access to the hall through a dedicated VIP entrance. And then there's uh, access to LA live attraction activations, which are like the events that they set up around uh, E3. Um, And then the last one is discounts to my series going off uh, discounts to the um, merchandise store. A thousand dollars. Oh, Jesus. That's a thousand dollars. Yeah. And It'd be want to, want to be some sort of lunch, eh? <laughs> like, is Gordon Ramsay personally uh, making every lunch for you? <laughs> the C, like the CEO thing sounds like it's worded so that you don't like they can announce who the CEO is later as well. Like, it's not like it's a bunch of CEOs at it. It's like there's one CEO and like when when they're like, oh, and we'll have a Buffy star coming along and it turns out it's that dude who played Xander and he's drunk the whole time <laughs> yeah so and hitting on women like, yep that sounds like him yeah yeah that's fucked that's amazing so I guess that's what 
Jeff is talking about when he's all like, oh, I just don't, I don't think they, you know, represent what I want to be anymore or whatever the fuck his, his yeah. quote was. What did he say? Uh, I don't really feel comfortable participating though, knowing, sorry, give in, given what I know about the show as of today. Like, holy heck. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you put that in comparison, the, the, the gamer badge which is the public badge, that's 165 US. Um, and that is, so the two days, E3 is generally over three days, but the first day is dedicated to media now, media, media industry. And uh, so the gamer badge is the last two days, and that's 165 without those other benefits, which getting access to a VIP door, like I've been to E3 a lot. <laughs> I've never needed a VIP door to get in because it's never taken me more than two minutes to walk through a door. Like they do the security checks and that sort of thing there. I've been there while they've done all yep. that sort of stuff and it's never taken that long. Mm. I don't know who's going to be excited for that. And the rest of the crap that's on here, like discounts at merchandising People stores, know, uh, a room to check your emails. That's not a thousand dollars worth of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, it's fucking. It's, it's literally the the press pass with the lunch and an extra day. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's dumb. It's insane. I I uh, I, I can understand where Jeff is coming from on this. Like they tried. Yep. I, I don't know. If we, we we must have talked about this a while back when there was those leaked documents about um, Reed Pop tried to get like a deal going with ESA to say, hey, we'll take over, you know, we'll do the event, we'll put on the event for you. These, these, these are the teams that yep. put on, like, uh, massive conventions around the world. They do all the PAXs. The biggest. And the Eurogamer PAX, stuff, yeah. and uh, they do Comic-Con stuff, and, like, they know how to put on events. And yep. and ESA was like, yep. no, nah, we got this. And they clearly mm. do not. <laughs> anyway. Um... So it's going to be interesting E3 coming up. What else we got yep. here for news? I lost the page. I think you put one down. No, I, we already oh. went through that. IEM Melbourne is moving. Sorry, IEM is moving to Melbourne. It is. Um, and is joining the Melbourne Esports Open, uh, I believe. I, I, um, you get Your ticket will get you into both. Cool. Um and yeah, basically, uh, they're they're just combining it all into this one big thing. Uh, the League of Legends OPL split two finals will be there. Um, I don't know about Overwatch; they haven't announced that. They did announce that a Warcraft three tournament would be there. Um, <coughs> Sorry, no word on Overwatch yet. So that's that's. Why would they do that? No worries. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, like. Uh, I don't know. The Melbourne Esports Open. I went uh, in its first year, and it was it was cool. Um, it was a cool showcase of esports. It got bigger in its second year. Evidently, it's going to be bigger again this year with IEM Melbourne. Uh, I am disappointed, obviously, because I live very close to where IEM Sydney was being held uh, in Homebush, uh, and I didn't really get to take much advantage of that. But um, yeah, I, I'm not currently on the esports beat, so. Uh, not that big a deal, I guess. Um, 
It's not like they, they don't fly you to these events or anything. It's not like ESL will fly you down or whatever mm. to cover it. Uh, they, don't, they don't give a fuck. Uh, they're like, uh, here are a bunch of hoops that you need to jump through to actually get in the events. Uh, oh, what's that? You're the esports editor of Red Bull Australia? Explain to me why that would mean you would somehow get a media pass into IEM Sydney. Yeah. And then you're like, uh, I, I don't know, I, I, I broke the news that it was coming out and I interviewed um, the, the head of ESL APAC about it. Um, I've covered it extensively. Um, I don't know, the esports journalist of the year in Australia... And it's in, and this is an Australian event. Like, why wouldn't I? I don't understand. Why wouldn't I be allowed to come to this? It's not like you're doing anything to get me. You're not flying me in. You're not getting me lunch. And they're like, "We'll have to get back to you. Uh, we're not. We're not. We're not one hundred percent sure. We'll have to get back to you. Um, we'll let you know." And then, uh, yeah, they come back eventually, and they're like. Yeah, you'll be pleased to know that we've decided to allow you media access to IEM Sydney this year. And then you're like, oh, thank you. Oh, I'm so gracious, uh, grateful. Oh, thank you. You're so gracious. Oh, you're so benevolent and wise. Uh, and then you get into the media room and uh, it's empty because they didn't let anyone in. And you're like, it sort of feels like there's a lot of wasted space in here. That maybe, you know, they could have let some more people in. Oh, doesn't matter. Whatever. Who cares? Um, yeah. So uh, then you go and do esports things, I guess. Uh, it was just always a, a bit of a bore. Like, I don't understand. Meanwhile, you know, they want you to go see fucking, I don't know, Apex. They, they fly, fly you to LA to see multiplayer Call of Duty, uh, which, yeah, um, probably makes a similar amount of um, money yeah. for them. At the end of the day, uh, relatively speaking, uh, but yeah, no, they won't fly to fucking Melbourne. And they and you want to go there, and they're like, "Oh, can you send me a scan of your business card and a letter from your editor about what you'll be covering with a letterhead?" And you're like, "What fucking year is this?" Like, <laughs> ah, <laughs> what is going Just on? Fucking Google me. A, a letterhead? Um, <laughs> you crazy person? Yeah. Uh, so then you gotta go Photoshop a fucking letterhead, because nobody's got a fucking letterhead. Uh, yeah, and you gotta go all the way back into the fucking old school. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, I might go to IEM Melbourne, um, slash The home NBA. of esports, uh, I hear. The home of esports. I mean, it, it, it is now, got there. basically. They I mean, forced it. Yeah. <laughs> they did, they forced that meme. But, um, it worked... Uh, because New South Wales did literally nothing to stop it. Uh, yeah. Uh, if I can get down, I'll go down. But I'm not going to fucking break my fucking back trying yeah. to get down there. I mean, this 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 whole um, a lot of stuff moving to Melbourne is basically because New South Wales government um, doesn't understand how to handle events like the from what I've been told it's extremely expensive um, you look at Homebush a lot of stuff in in Homebush is, is cheaper but it's harder to get to uh, public transport you know it, it takes a while to get to that place um, and the, the, the new 
stadiums in the city or the new convention centers in the city are quite expensive. And so they're not getting good deals to, to handle a lot of that stuff. So that's why it's all going to Melbourne. <clears throat> not that it's like a... Yep. And, and Melbourne is actually getting in and trying to lure people yeah. down as well. Uh, the city of Melbourne it, it is like... MEO is a specific partnership between, I think it's the city of Melbourne itself and uh, ESL and Tag Live. Like, they actually worked to get that yeah. in. Meanwhile, New South Wales is actively making it harder every step of the fucking way. Well, hey, Sydney's got more casinos, so fuck you, Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. I heard they lifted the lockout laws. Yeah. I leave and this is what happens. Uh... That's what it is. They they were in place literally to yeah. stop you. And now that you're gone, it's not necessary yep. anymore. Yep. All right. So that was I um, Melbourne happening soon, and that's yep. the show. Unless there's any other news you can think of. Was there any breaking news no. while we were talking? <clears throat> no, don't think so. All right. Um, cool. Let's wrap things up. The Gap, the GA podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store all those wonderful places on the internet anywhere that's got a podcast feed you'll be able to find us you can um, please rate and review the show you've got a moment it only takes like two minutes helps other people find it Um, because aggregators like iTunes it's very hard now these days to find our podcast unless people review it so please please do it because like you go to game you go to video games now on iTunes and before you could used to like click on the page to be like next page next page and now it's like Here's fucking a hundred podcasts, and that is it. You need to find the rest yourself. You're like, yeah. all right, <laughs> lucky we're on that list. <laughs> lucky. Yep. Um, so yeah, if you do rate yeah. and review the show, it helps other people find it. Um, if you want to send us any emails, you can go to the GA podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on uh, Discord as well, the GA podcast.com slash Discord. If you want to leave us any questions, which I don't think we had this week. If I'm right, maybe. No, no. I don't think we did. Um, I want more next week. Yep. You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash the GA podcast, twitter.com slash GA podcast. You can also go to our YouTube page, the GA podcast.com slash YouTube. Uh, somebody was very kind to point out that the uh, YouTube was broken this week, so I re-uploaded that. Should all be good. Nice. Um, it's all cool. fixed and working. And... Sweet. I think if you go to our website, thejpodcast.com, you can look at everything we've talked about today, including past episodes of the show. Um, and that is all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash thegapodcast and, I don't know, become a, a subscriber. If you, if you can afford it, don't do it. If it's any way going to put you in any harm financially, um, but we no. very much appreciate everyone that does that every month. We do. Helps us pay the bills awesome. and uh, get you out more content. So thank you to everyone that does that. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at twitter.com. More rants about how PUBG is dead. I reckon we could do two podcasts, like a, a series, maybe three series. That's broken up. Like a, a, a thorough analysis yeah. of where PUBG went wrong. Like exactly how they fucked this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the most refidex references in any podcast that you will ever fucking hear nobody's talking about the refidex no, anymore just, just us yeah um yeah all right you can find us on uh you can find me twitter.com slash luke laurie 
Job is Joby Jojo. And anything else you want? Anything you pimp out this week? Anything else? Not yeah. yet. Uh, I thought I thought there was going to be something that yeah. didn't work out. So. Um, yeah, nothing for me either. I got stuff coming yeah. up. Right. Maybe I can talk about it next week. I can't remember, but we'll find out uh, next week, I guess. Um, otherwise, gold. What? Join us on Discord for some games. Let's play some yeah, Underlords. Let's do that. Can, can you hear this helicopter? Eight, eight p.m. Tuesdays. No. Everyone else is gonna be able to hear this on my end. It's been there for like an hour. Right. I think something's happening. Sweet. <laughs> near That's my. Sweet near my area somewhere nice. they're either filming the matrix again or which i don't think oh, it yeah. is because it's that's a little bit further crash another helicopter. um or something something's going down um anyway hopefully that hasn't been too disturbing i'll try and get rid of it with people i usually do an okay job it's either a bird or a siren or something going on in the background this time it's helicopter um anyway thanks for listening see you next week thanks bye